hey <laughs> hello welcome everybody to our <laughs> to our fifth episode and i have no idea when i'm going to stop numbering our episodes because i feel like i'm going to lose track of numbers of our fifth episode the one with steven um this is our podcast of our so-called life i'm leona Aaron. And today's guest is Stephen. We have known Stephen for, I counted, eight years. I feel like that's maybe cutting it short. I feel like I've known you for a hundred years. (laughs) I don't remember not knowing him then. I don't remember Um, not knowing him. Yeah, so we all lived together in Northern Virginia area. Not together, like not in the same house that's a different podcast i think that's a totally different (laughs) podcast um but together in the same town um, of northern virginia and then steven left us left to go to the tundra of like (laughs) i don't know antarctica is the only thing i can say to describe it I'm like, are you Eastern Standard Time? I have no idea where you are. Um, so, Stephen, why don't you take a moment to introduce yourself? Yeah, so, uh, which is really weird that you call me Stephen, because that's what I got called as a kid growing up. So, it's it's really weird. Like, every time I write my name, I always put Stephen, just because that's what I feel like that was what I grew up with. But, uh, so, I'm in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, which is... Um, Basically, I-75, if you take that north and you hit Canada, you've gone too far. So we are on the border. Uh, you can throw a rock to Canada from Sault Ste. Marie. In fact, there's Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, Sault Ste. Marie, um, Ontario, right on the border. That's so, not confusing at all. No, I was going to no. say, you lost, you lost, you lost Aaron. Yeah. He said yeah. I-75. Yeah. Like, Aaron's like, like okay. yeah, my family's right by you. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, do you know where I am? I am like, it's far no, north. Because as go. far as I'm concerned, you're literally in Arctic. Like I, <laughs> when I picture your home, you're in an igloo and there's like Eskimos, which I didn't even realize were real until like solidly five years ago. Yeah. And yeah. then um, that's what I picture for you. Yeah, also, I call you Habuska. I've always yeah. called you Habuska. Yeah. I've yeah. never Habuska called you Steven. I know. Because I know, I know your son is Steven and I call <laughs> yeah. your son. Steven. So for me, it was always like he's Steven, and then I have a Habusta. Yeah. And then Ayla came along and screwed all of it up because then I had to come up with a name for her. Like, yeah. I what's say really weird. What's really weird is my when uh, Steven's friend ca- friends call him Steve. I'm like, who are you talking to? Hold up here. What what's going on? Is that me? Is that him? Like, he's not Steve. Let's let's be clear on this. He's still Steven. So claim it. Uh, but yeah, so I have four kids. Uh, Connor <laughs> who is. Uh, 19, Stephen, who is 17, Ayla, who is uh, 13, and Mia, who's four. So uh, we get, I get quite the uh, running around with, with that crew, but a whole lot of fun. I, uh, I'm a city commissioner here in Sault Ste. Marie, and then I work uh, for in higher education, Lake Superior State University. I run our rec center and, and at university recreation, but then I also run a foundation in my free time. Um, for our, it's a community foundation, just a small foundation. I get to get to do that in my free time. So a whole lot of fun and, and that keeps me really busy. Okay. So I have an issue with you already off the bat that we need to clear the air on. Yeah. You left here because you had to be a pastor. You had to do something in pastoring and you're not even doing that. Yes. Correct. Like everything that you're doing as a job right now, you could have done here. Correct. <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> I didn't have the job offer, so five. But you years weren't ago. applying to those jobs. You were applying to pastoring jobs. 
accurate. That, that's fair. <laughs> I'll give you that one. I'll come back. I <laughs> so the hell if I'm coming up there. So let's take it to Northern Virginia. Are you yeah. originally from the Michigan area, right? No, I'm from Toledo, Ohio originally. Okay. Ohio. So what brought you to our neck of the woods? Uh, so I had an opportunity to work uh, for a church out there. Uh, I was in ministry for a long time. I started off here in ministry in Sault Ste. Marie when I graduated in college and um, had an opportunity to go down there. So I went there and it was kind of a toxic church and uh, some toxic leadership there. And I had an opportunity to come back here. And this was where uh, my wife's family at the time is, is from. And so uh, we got to be near grandparents and the kids are, are near grandparents, which is great. Being near family is awesome and, and fun for them. And uh, my grand, uh, their, their grandparents do an awesome job helping out and uh, watching, especially with Mia coming along. Uh, do a great job helping out with her. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of what brought us back here after uh, being in uh, in D.C. area. Well, uh, I do feel like it was a little bit of a divine intervention that you moved back there, if I should say, because could would Mia have happened if you lived in D.C.? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. So Mia, for for the uh, listeners, is our adopted daughter. So we adopted her from birth. We had a um, young young lady. Who was going to become a mom knew that she couldn't become a mom so she asked my wife at the time uh hey would you guys take me or, or take the baby at the time and and uh she didn't ask me she just said yes and then she came home and i said okay yeah let's let's get the house ready so um we had about two months to prepare which was just a whole lot of time to prepare for a, a kid and, and uh, but it me has been awesome and I, it's so different this time around because i think i care less and i worry less and i just have a whole heck of a lot of fun raising her where, um, you know, with the other kids, you're so worried about getting everything right. And you're so worried about what other people think and, and see. And like, I don't care about any of that anymore. I just want to have fun with me. And, and now we get to have a blast. Well, I will say to your credit, Steve, I don't know a ton about you, but I know that when you were living here, there was never a time either as a parent when I need to help with my kids or a as a PTA mom where I need to help at the school or a teacher where I need to help at the school that you didn't just say yes, that you weren't just all in like, okay, how, how can I help? How can I make this work? My favorite memory of you ever. First of all, you are hilarious. Like the fact that you're not in standup is shocking to me because I find you to be one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. And one of my favorite days was when I don't know why you even had my child, but you had Peyton and you were showing them some sort of like animals in the backyard and one died and it was like like I kept getting these like rolling texts from you that was like hey we're doing science today and like now we're on like the death part <laughs> like I don't even know what was happening life cycle. You, life cycle. You, yeah it was a life cycle but I was like laughing hysterically because I was like oh my god what is happening at his house today because you always have like just a gaggle of kids and a even bigger gaggle of animals and like weird animals that I'd never heard of before yeah we're just trying to give Leona a run for her money there we had for uh, real we had, we, had, we had quail in northern Virginia that's what it was it was quail quail eggs I didn't even know what quail was. And Steve yeah. was like, yeah, we got a ton. <laughs> you don't want to know what it is. That's why. So yeah. I don't. No, I don't. Oh, my God. That house was crazy. I think you watched my dogs at some point. Like uh, You watched our dogs at some point, too. Oh, I did. I do remember that. <laughs> All uh, sorts of random animals. Good job. 
yeah yeah so ohio what was it like um growing up in ohio yeah so i grew up with uh so there's seven uh, six six brothers and sisters i grew up with and since my dad's remarried and has uh three more so there is uh 10 of us all together so growing up what was kind of crazy i'm i'm second oldest of 10 uh oh which my is, god i know right like people don't know that about me which is kind of fun because i, I never knew that about you like that's why i came to school in, in northern michigan because that was the farthest i could get away and still pay in situation <laughs> let's let's go to school up there so um yeah so growing up i grew up with all sorts of siblings and and the ones closest to me were all uh female so i i have um four sisters and then i finally had some brothers who are like 10 years younger than me so uh growing up i think i got picked on a lot because they like to uh gang up against their brother but a whole lot of fun played hockey all growing up and and, and had a great time doing that and then i had an opportunity to go away to school far far away and, and took it and ran and i don't think uh i haven't been back a whole lot since so uh what brought you to michigan what did you end up uh majoring in what was your studies yeah, cool. Yeah, so I study recreation management, which until this uh, past year, I, I didn't actually use my degree at all. So I went I went right into ministry, um, the church that I had been volunteering at and serving at, and went right into ministry. I had a great time at that church. It, it was awesome, um, great, great leadership. And then, uh, and then I took this position out in D.C. and it was a whole different ballgame. So, um, but, but being up here, it, and that's where I met my wife at the time, and uh, had a great time um, just getting to know her and, and it kept me in this area for a long time and then it brought me back to this area so here I am in the frozen uh, tundra again. <laughs> Full circle. What drew you to ministry? Uh, you know so it ran in my family where I had aunts and, and uncles all involved in ministry great aunts and uncles involved in ministry great great grandparents involved in ministry and I kind of push back from that. And I remember an old lady one time at the church where I was going to the, our oldest church member and I was there as a college student and she said, are you going to be a pastor? And I said, oh no, ma'am, I, I have no intentions of doing that. And she said, oh, I, I think you are. And I think you're going to be our pastor. And sure enough, like three years later when I was ordained, she had me over after dinner. She said, see, I told you. And uh, so I don't, I don't know what it was that, that drew me to it. I, I just, it's always been a part of my life. And, and, uh, Maybe at first it was easier than looking for a job. Yeah, you know, that was kind of back in 2003 and not a whole lot of job opportunities, especially within recreation management at the time. So um, it was a whole lot easier than looking for a job. And then I just fell in love with work because it's all about helping people. And that's what I like to do. You're good at it. I will say to your credit too, at the time that I was PTA president, um, there were several pastors at White Oaks, like of kids, because yeah. there was, you know, if, if there's nothing else in Northern Virginia, there's banks and churches. Yes. We we have it down on banks and churches. So like within White Oaks, there was like eight churches like surrounding it. So like a lot of the pastor's kids went there. And I think you were one of the few people that I didn't know you were a pastor for a really long time. Like we were friends for a while before I knew that you were a pastor. Where like, I had several other ones that were like, trying to save my soul constantly like it, it was like every conversation was like when are you coming to our church when are you going to do this like oh da, da, da. like and it was like oh my god like it was a lot and so I always appreciated that when I found out you were a pastor I was like oh he either doesn't believe I can be saved which is fair yeah. or he like minds his own business which I totally appreciate <laughs> well it, and I I love it when, when I hear that when people 
are like, what do you do for a living? And I would be able to say, well, what do you think I do for a living? And they'd come up with these weird guesses. And then finally I'd be like, you know, I'm actually a pastor. What? I never knew you. You just swore. Like, yeah, that was me. So, you know, it, it's, uh, I think sometimes we have to be real and, uh, Absolutely. Like I'm telling you, if I had to pick a church, I would have come to yours because I feel like, okay, that guy is real. Like he's doing real stuff. Like he gets my life because he's like a real person. Like I can't go to a church with somebody who's like, I'm perfect because I am not perfect. Like I am so not perfect. Absolutely. I, I, that's a huge part of, you know, even, even with, uh, you know, my Facebook posts, I never wanted to make it look like I was just this perfect guy, but just uh, that we have mess ups and we have mistakes and we slip up and my kids aren't perfect. And if you expect them to be, I'm sorry, you're, you're, especially, you know, my kids, you're probably way far off because my kids are causing hell in whatever area of the church that I'm not in. So, you know, it just, uh, I, I think that's just what ministry is really about being real so you can help people. And, we get that wrong a lot. I have had so many funny texts from you over the years. But one of my favorites, I think I saved it on my phone actually, was when I was teaching and Ayla was one of my kids. And I just got a random text from you one morning that was like, hey, so just a heads up, Ayla has an ear infection and we're treating it with garlic oil. So she's going to smell like pizza. And I was like, okay, that's a solid thank you. Like that's a that's appreciated. <laughs> yeah, I let people know those things. Like, why is this kid? I promise. That's, that's it was great. so great. Like, it was like one of the most random texts that I got at seven in the morning. And I was like, okay, this is how really this is going to go. That garlic oil, that really works. Oh, that's, that's, who are you telling? Fun. I have an entire, like, I have over a hundred different bottles of oils. And yes. uh, Leona made me an oil combination, like, I don't know. 10 years ago that says Aaron Xanax and I still use it for everything. <laughs> it's just on my computer at work. And right before I go into a meeting, I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> that's awesome. So let's dive a little bit and we don't have to get too specific about the, um, you mentioned the church environment here uh, that kind yeah. of was a big uh, turnoff. So let's dive a little bit into what was the difference? What was your expectation once you took the job here? And what was the reality of what it was? Yeah, and and I, I mean, I'll be upfront. There are some great people at that church and, and there were some awesome people, but I, I think there was just a, a certain uh, a few leadership that, that really pushed an agenda. And I'm all about leadership that just is agenda free. Like if we can take ourselves out of the equation, whether it's a school, whether it's a church, whether it's our, our families, if we can take ourselves out and we can look at other people, we're far more successful. And But I think uh, there's a whole lot of agendas being driven. And uh, because of that, it kind of pushed me out in a way. And I, I think there was an agenda at the time to to have a different leader when, when our current one, our current leader retired. And, and it's funny because it you know, just in looking at what is going on there, it's exactly what happened. So um, really trying to create a toxic workplace for me. And I, I think we've all been in those places where, you know, I would pull up to the church and sit in my car for an hour because I just didn't want to go in and deal with the the crap that, that was going on. And I didn't want to deal with people. I just want to, it just was easier. And I think we've all been at the place, whether it's uh, whether it's church or, or a job or, or wherever, where we just take that step back and like, and it just got to the point where, where I said, okay, here's a great opportunity to go back home. We're going to jump on it. I've been meaning to reach out to you because I know there's like a, a big wave right now or a big push movement from a variety of people or move, like 
places where they don't think it's fair for churches to be tax free anymore because so many of them are pushing agendas. So I was wondering like what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I, I think I think the church oftentimes, and not just the Christian church, but I, I think even going beyond that, other religions who also are taxed. Because we, when we talk about that, we're not just talking about Christian churches being taxed and we're talking about all sorts of different religious institutions being taxed and I, I think for a long time that church got really involved in the political arm of things. And I have always tried to keep that separate, and which is weird because I, I even when I worked for a church, I was running for political office. So uh, I've always tried to keep that separate, though, from um, the church itself. I, I think that churches need to do a better job of that. I think we think we're helping our cause either for the church or for the political party or the political avenue or the political whatever, and we wind up hurting it more than we do helping it. So uh, I, I think that churches have to get better at that. And how we do that, I'm not sure if that's not taxing churches or if that's um, you know, come down hard on churches that do step over that line. Maybe we need to look at that. So what is your job as commissioner? Because the only thing I know about a commissioner is from that old show, The Commission, which you kind of look like him. Yeah. And I loved that show. Like, but I still don't remember what he did. So like, what does yeah, that nothing, mean? Nothing like that at all. So it's basically our, our city council. Um, so I, I serve it as a member of our city council and um, have to kind of deal with the whole budgeting running of the of the city. So we have uh, seven of us, well, six and a mayor, and then we have a city manager who we hire. Uh, he runs all the employees. He's the only employee that, that reports to us. Uh, but then we handle the running budget and, and strategic plan and, and all that. And then he's supposed to carry out that. So uh, we go in and we vote on different things. And lately I've been on the wrong side of a whole lot of votes, but that's okay because I'm new and, and still learning. But uh, it's kind of fun and, and to be elected and have to go through a whole election process and understand that uh, was really fun this uh, past year. And, and I learned a whole heck of a lot through that. My sister who lives, I guess, not near you, I apologize. Um, she just won her election last this past fall. She is now, I don't think she's commissioner. She's like township leader, leader okay. of her township or something. But she is actually going to make a bid for Senate nice. in the next two years. Nice. So, and now where is she at exactly? So both of my sisters, they're kind of, so Fort Wayne is the city-ish, but they're in Chirab like one of my sisters is in Churubusco, which is like there's like 500 people in their whole town. Like, nice. like it's so tiny. And then like the whole place is tiny, like in Fort Wayne, where my where the sister I was staying at lives. So there's one high school. So my sisters live 25 minutes apart and their kids are going to the same high school because there's one high school, which yeah. is so crazy to me because we have seven and like <laughs> You know, like it's insane. But yeah, when I tell you we were making maple syrup, I'm not joking. We were tapping yeah. maple trees and like making maple syrup. Um, I assume only because it's like a 30 minute drive to a grocery store. So like it's actually easier for them to just tap trees and make it. I don't know. But like they farm like their whole area like is just farmland. Like it's so flat and it's so windy because there's no trees. Like at one point I borrowed my sister's car to go see my other sister and I was driving and I was like getting swept off the road because there's no trees. It's just flat land, which is crazy. Also it was so cold. I could not 
even function and they had their windows open. Like it was 25 degrees and my sister had her door open and I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, is it cold? And I'm like, is it cold? It's what there's snow outside. And she was like, I don't even feel it anymore. <laughs> that That's like a real thing though. On uh, the college campus, I'll watch and it will it will warm up or the sun will be shining. It won't even be warm out, but the sun will be shining and students will be like stripping everything down. I'm like, what are you doing? It's still negative 17. I don't, the sun's shining, Steve. Like, let's... okay, for the, for that, for, I don't even believe kids anymore because my children, it could be two degrees below zero and they will go outside in shorts, a t-shirt and like maybe a hoodie. Like, and that hoodie is only there if I beg them to put a jacket on. Like they don't, there's something about children that their blood just runs warmer. I don't know. I think winter coats have been the worst expense that I've had because kids never wear them. Mm-mm. Why am I buying these things so that they I don't anymore? I, yeah. I, I stopped buying winter coats years ago because of this reason, because I'm like, you're going to lose it. You're going to destroy it or it's going to sit in the closet and I'm going to donate it with the tags on to somebody else. So you know what? I'm not doing it anymore. And I don't yeah. like if you need a coat, go to the front office. There's a lost and found. Just pick one and then take it home. I don't care. <laughs> Steven's like, uh, I'm like, you, you got to wear your coat. It's negative 17. It was literally negative seven the other day. And the windshield was negative 27. Like, you got to wear a coat, man. He's like, Dad, I'm literally going from the car to the school and the school to the car. It's like 25 feet. Why do I have to wear a coat? Fine. Just put on your hoodie. Jeez. Come on. Yeah. I don't get it. That's all right. I'm actually, which, so Navy Federal, for some reason, even though we're like a billion dollar company, we can't figure out the temperature in our buildings. So like, I'm, and I, I don't know whether it's because there's nobody in the building anymore. So like when I'm there, there's like eight people there, but like, it is freezing, like dead of winter. It feels like they have the air on. Like, I don't like, we're all at our desks and like beanies and like, some of us have space heaters that we're not even allowed. So we're trying to like build little things around them so people don't see them because we're not even supposed to have them because we're freezing, like teeth chattering. And we're we're like calling maintenance, like, please, can you please turn down the air? Like, it's so cold. It, I don't understand it. They'll get to that in June when it's like hot. <laughs> when it's hot. Yeah. It's so stupid. That's when that changed the thing. So election, I feel like that's something uh, I'm curious about learning. What you you were something else. You were something else before you decided to go for a city commissioner, right? Didn't you get something? Uh, so I served on school board, which uh, which is crazy. Don't don't. Which do by the way, why were you not on my PTA board? Um, I don't know. By the way, that's how we all met. Just for the record, it is. But when like, why did you not? Why were you team? not on my board? I don't know. I don't know. I'm too much trouble. That's probably why. But you know what? You upped my game so much as PTA president because I knew you were going to ask questions that I had to have answers to. Sure. So like, I knew coming into that meeting, like I could not bullshit my way through because I was like, Steven's going to come with some bullshit financial question, and I'm going to need the answer. So like, I appreciate you for that. Because now, as an analyst, when I go into meetings, I remember that. And I'm like, let me just come up with some crazy-ass answers to everything. Because somebody's going to ask me something in a Habusta fashion. And I'm going to look like a dummy. So let me just go ahead and pad my all my stuff. I think our city manager now is, is that way. Where he's like, oh, shit. We're coming to this meeting and Steve's got all sorts of questions. Like, Yeah, Steve's got 100 questions that nobody else cares about. But I'm he's coming with answers the, for. He's coming with his notebook. <laughs> <laughs> Like I want to do my homework before I, I make yeah. a decision. So I'll I'll be 
I'll be ready. Don't tell me that that's the only lawnmower you can find when there's other lawnmowers for sale that are less. Like, come on, come on, yep. people. I can tell you where to get it and, and what discount to ask for. And I guarantee you it fits within the budget rather than us upping the budget. So come on, be ready. So how long is the, uh, was the school board? Is it like two years or? Yeah, uh, so it's a three-year appointment. So it's a charter school. So okay. it's chartered through the state of Michigan, Northern Michigan University and uh, our local tribe. So we are a 33% Native American uh, population here. And so we're, we were uh, through the Sioux tribe of Chippewa Indians who were, my daughter is a member of the Sioux tribe. So um, it's an appointment. I served two terms. I was appointed in my third term. Uh, the election happened there, so I served uh, about a year of that third term. So I'm one twenty fourth Sue. One twenty fourth Sue, yeah. So like nothing. I have like yeah, one drop yeah. of blood in me. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. like a half, like a half a drop of blood in me. Yeah, you look at me and you go, yeah, she's definitely native. So, which, which, <laughs> people mistake awesome. me for native all the time. It's it's yeah, really yeah, yeah yeah. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> And uh, that brought you into wanting to run for a higher office, evidently. Yeah, I, and I don't even know that it's higher office. I, it's almost easier, to be honest with you, because like mm -hmm. school boards, I don't know. I mean, anybody watching news over the past, you know, three years, four years, realize that school boards are taking a beating and it's horrible and uh, it's nonstop. And it like school boards, everybody, because it's smaller, everybody wants to have a say and influence where it, once, once it comes to city level, people are like, I give up. We're not going to have any influence anyway. So why even show up to the meeting? So, uh, so which true. is a shame. I feel like we should always have people there wanting to have input. But uh, but it, it really kind of stirred. Uh, it's a small community. I think we have 1,300 or 13,000 people that live in, in Sault Ste. Marie. So uh, really an opportunity to just keep serving. I, I'm, I'm all about just trying to have impact. And when I'm, my kids were younger, it was easy to do it through a school um, because that's where my kids are. And now that my kids are, are growing up, I want to make sure that this community is a place that they want to come back to because I want to have my grandkids close to me and, and things like that. So um, yeah, I, I want to make sure that this community is a great place for them. So really inspired me to kind of take that that next step in, in my political career and, and run for office. Okay, so true story. When I think I stopped being PTA president for about two years, Laura Cohen and yes. I, so we were both approached at the same time to unseat Elizabeth in <laughs> Northern Virginia who I get it. I couldn't stand her when I was on the PTA board, but it was like the perfect timing because it was like right when I left Sean. So like my whole world was like collapsing and I was like, I would love to do this. However, like I don't have the money for it because I'm now a single mom. I need to go back to work full time. My whole, like, I don't know that you want a divorce day with single kids running for school. We're like, this is not going to look good for you guys. So thankfully I was like, I'm going to bow out. And then Laura said, yes. And now I see what she has had to go through in the last two years. And I'm like, thank you, God, for your divine intervention. And that I did not do that because I don't have it in me. I would have quit. Like, y'all don't want me here. Good. I'm out. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, I don't we, have it. We actually had one, one meeting where after the meeting, the next day, um, over the majority of our board resigned on the spot. I was like, oh, crap. What, like, we went from eight members to three. Just it's so hard. people like I have so much respect for people in public office because like no matter 
what you believe in, what side you fall on, people hate you. Like a lot of people hate you and they hate you for no reason other than the fact that like you said something wrong. Like it is crazy to me. And especially with like social media, like it's all gotten so insane. Like I don't have it in me. Like I'm not going to lie to you guys. There were times during the whole boosterthon breakdown that I would go home and just sob. Like I would cry for hours because I was like, oh my God, these people hate me. And all I'm trying to do is get money for the school. And I would go home and just cry. Like I don't, I don't have the backbone for it. I really don't. And then I would just ask you another hard question when you're breaking down. Right. But you like you always came from a place of like, I'm trying to understand you. You weren't like throwing venom at me. Like (laughs) that lady that took me to the school board and tried to get me like unseated from the PTA because she said I was selling their souls to the devil because I opted for booster thought. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) I don't like that was too much for me. (laughs) No, that was that. I will stand by the thing of like the boosterthon thing. Like nothing has raised more money to this day. To this day, they have not raised as much money as I no. did in those two years. And but no matter whatever, what little like what little fundraiser you do during the school year, the boosterthon was the only reason I got through being PTA president for two years was you and Leona and Beej. Like you three were like. Yeah my people like i remember just like it was like having uh like a mob behind me like people would come for me on the facebook page and like there's leona she's coming at them like <laughs> like even you Steve, you would get back at people like it was so that was the only reason i got through but yeah after two years i was like yeah i'm done i don't ever want to be in any sort of office ever <laughs> again like uh madison so at high school it's like all different there's you're just like in a booster whatever like it's not really like an office so like her chorus just asked me if i'd be treasurer for the next coming year because i work in finance and i was like i will in the caveat that i don't have to speak at meetings i don't come up with anything like you hand me receipts i log them and i tell you how much money we have and that is the only thing i, I have print to out do. the spreadsheet that's like, it <laughs> i'm not voting on shit i don't want to be a part of it don't put my name on anything like i am traumatized by my time as <laughs> and i feel like pta in northern virginia is a whole nother level like, a whole nother ball game it, it's like do you people not have anything better to do with your life oh you actually don't okay yeah i see right. as, well, as is oh, as, as is most things in northern virginia though like that's I, kind of my favorite thing ever and one of these days i'm going to find a way to stitch like both of them because being in prince Juan county is so eye-opening but so my favorite thing is i've stayed on the fairfax county facebook page because i think it's hilarious and i'm on the prince william county facebook page and Specifically during the pandemic, it was hilarious because like Fairfax County would come out with something and within seconds, it's like, you've got 500 comments of just people like, I don't agree with this, blah, blah, blah. You guys hate children, da, da, da. And like Fair or Prince William County comes out with something and everybody's like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. because everybody in Prince William County is either poor, working two jobs, or literally just trying to survive. Like, we don't care. We don't care. Like, whatever you're doing is fine. We don't care. Where Fairfax County is like, they have so much time on their hands. Like, I remember the very first back to school night I showed up at at Prince William County, the teacher literally was like, so no one's ever come before? So I don't have anything (laughs) to give you. Yeah. She's like, you're literally the first person I've had in two years. So I didn't prepare anything, but I can talk to you if you want me to. 
And I was like, oh, okay, never mind. And I just left. But it was like, oh, so I am not in Kansas anymore. Like, this is a different ball game. It, it, and I, this will sound offensive, but I think there's like a mom thing there too in, in, in uh, Fairfax County where yeah. you know, that first PTA meeting I went to, I'm like, no dads like this is it just moms who are pretty pissed off about everything about everything everything come on where are the dads right i remember being (laughs) when i was pizza i think this was like my second year maybe halfway through the year and i had to go to total wine and and you had to go to total wine that's a secret right there (laughs) but so i would go to total wine in fairfax because i didn't want to see like people were so on my radar about everything. I didn't want to buy wine in Burke because I feel like people were like constantly trying to find a way to like take me down. So I would drive to Fairfax over by Chuck E. Cheese to buy wine at Total Wine. And I was in there and obviously, you know, if you buy six, it's cheaper. I wasn't (laughs) drinking six a night, but like I would buy six. And so I put it up on the register and Madison's with me at that point and Peyton was like a baby. And so this guy behind me just goes, aren't you the president? Aren't you the PTA president of White Oaks? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> and he, I just go, yeah. And he goes, so it's it's been hard. Because he was like looking at the wine. And I was like, I go, a little bit. And then that was all the exchange we had. And then I'm not even joking. The end of the year, I get this like gift in the office. And Ryan calls me at home and he's like, hey, some parent just dropped off a gift bag for you in the office. And I was like, oh, my God, it's going to be like a bomb or a dead rat or something. And I go up there and it was like two of the bottles of wine that I had bought that day. And it was from that family. Oh. And I was like, oh, that kind of made it all worth it. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I applaud anybody in a political office because this shit is fucking so oh, hard. No doubt. So the city commissioner, you touched into that a little bit about the lawnmower. (laughs) Uh, You haven't been in office for very long. It's only been a few months, right? Uh, Yeah, just November. Okay, so what so far, what has been the most, I guess, thing that you are surprised about once you took office or something that you hope maybe changes while you're in office? Like, I just want other commissioners to do their homework. And that's where I get frustrated, where I'm, I'm like, wait, hold on a second. You know, where we we approved our user fees. So that's for everything from ball fields to um, to our hockey rink to parking tickets, everything. And it's just one giant approval. I'm like, well, hold on, because I got some issues with some of these. And, and I'm the type of guy where when we're setting our marina fees, I'm going to call six other marinas and I'm going to find out what are your fees and where, where do those, where do ours fit in there? And everybody else is just like, yeah, okay. Thanks for the recommendation. We're going to move it forward and go. I'm like, hold, hold up, hold on. Cause uh, we're losing 300 grand a year on this ice rink and we're not going to raise the fee- user fees on it. And then the other commissioners are like, well, we'll see it's falling apart. Why would we increase the user fees? I'm like, how the hell are you going to fix it up if you don't have any more money? <laughs> like I, yeah. I don't get that. So, you know, that's a big thing for me, just people doing their homework and, and, uh, and making sure that they're prepared for the different conversations. Cause I'm going to come loaded every, every single meeting and I'm going to talk to voters and I'm going to spend time with them and I get their thoughts on things. So I just want to step up the game with the commission and making sure everybody's on it. That's the biggest thing for me. So Was there a specific the, issue that you ran on, like a plot, like a specific issue yes, for? Oh, 
really, I want to expand and diversify our recreation portfolio in, in our community. So uh, really, I think we, we just, there's, there's so much more we can do recreation. We are a beautiful, yes, it, it snows for half the year, but we're a beautiful water community. Uh, we're right on the St. Mary's River. It is in the summertime. It is absolutely gorgeous up here. And, but we can do a whole lot more for recreation opportunities. So just better use of our waterways, you know, better, better control of our, our city park structure, making sure that, that we're running it how we should. Uh, so all that was a big part of my, uh, my campaign. And then the other thing that I really wanna work on is, is, and that I said in our campaign is, is really getting, um, so this is gonna sound really weird because I know it's nonstop over there, but we don't have fiber that last mile. So we have fiber like school runs on fiber internet, things like that, uh, but we don't have fiber for me as, as, as a resident. So from the pole to, to my house, we don't have fiber. And, and so we still have high speed internet and, and it's still as fast, but it can be faster and it can be better. And with, with the way our culture is changing into this remote work, work world that we live in now, we have such low cost of living that we can get people to come up to this community and, and wor work here and live here if, and they're making hand over foot, but we can't if the internet's not strong enough. So it really affects the, if we're gonna have a paradigm shift in our culture that we're having, let's have the resources around it. We have low crime, we have a great school system. You know, we have all sorts of stuff that makes it great to work from home from this community. My sister's a, a research pharmacist. She was looking at moving to Sioux or Erie, Pennsylvania, and my dad's in Erie, so it worked out well that she moved there, but she was concerned about her internet here. Now, with how much money she makes, I mean, she'd be killing it in Sault Ste. Marie, so the, it's a great place, and I'm hoping that we can kind of fix some of those things so that we can get some of those remote workers to say, this is where I want to be. You are so on point with this, because my sister, they're in the same situation. Like, they can't stream TV, because they don't have fiber. Like they have high speed internet and that's even a joke. Like, like every, it's like buffering back. Like it was when <laughs> internet first came out. Like she, um, that was one of the things that I, I had to tell my work. Like I'm going to Indiana. I cannot take my laptop. I can't log in. Like they don't have the capacity for me to like log in there. So my sisters are constantly asking me to move to Indiana and I can't. Like, I cannot move there. Like, I need to go somewhere that has the internet capability that I need for my job. And they they don't have it. Yeah, it's it's huge. And and we're not that bad. And we still have in city in the city, we still have have quick internet and whatnot, but it can be faster and can be better. And when it is, we'll get more people that want to come here and live here and, and stay here. So we'll fix is it. Is it a money thing? Is it like because like Verizon's not out there or? I think that's some of it. And I think some of it's find the right company to come in and say, hey, here's our polls. What's going to take to get you guys to 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 put fiber on there? So, you know, kind of working through some of those things. And, and I haven't even opened that door yet. I'm, I'm so worried about the recreation component right now that I haven't even opened that door. Uh, but but uh, that's, that's to come. Are you the uh, new kid on the block? And what's really interesting, so um, at the time I was running, I was still in ministry. So it was, uh, it was there was uh, five of us running for three seats, essentially. And um, so of the three, of the five, though, three are, are were all um, old people. And so the two new people, uh, one was a bartender, one was a pastor. We had the highest, we had the two highest uh, votes. So 
the bartender beat me, but he's because bartenders are fucking. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, he's a whole lot of fun though too. So uh, I'm kind of glad I'm on there, Scotty. But but I am the new kid because not only because the other guy who got in already had a seat, so I'm I'm the lowest of the new people, which it is what it is. And and uh, but I keep asking a whole lot of questions, which will give me trouble maybe, but we'll see. Um, at least you're not intimidated by uh, being the new kid, right? Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I have four years guaranteed, right? So <laughs> I must be around again for four more years. So I, I at least have the first couple to cause trouble and, and, not, uh, and not have to worry about it coming back and people voting for me. Well, I know we had that discussion before. So you do four years here. Uh, and I know it's really early since you just got your toe dipped. Yeah, but yeah. um. Are you looking for the next thing or? Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, I really enjoy the process. I enjoy the going through everything. And I think I'd love to kind of keep advancing that. Again, for me, it's all about affecting and impacting our community. So whether that community is just our local community or whether that's expanding to the state level and, and affecting the community by advocating for um, our, um, you know, we, you have the House of Delegates there, we have the House of Representatives here, whether that's running for a seat there. I don't know. I mean, time will tell, but but I think it's something that, that I would like to keep on my radar and, and possibly dip my toes into. Is that the next thing after commissioner? Like, I'm sorry, I'm stupid when it comes to this stuff. Like, I know, I know basic government, but like, I don't know how it falls down yeah, when it gets yeah. like even lower. It's like, what's after commissioner? No, I, I think I, you know, if I wanted to, I could run for mayor. If I wanted to, I could run right, right, straight into the uh, the state house. Um, but it all depends on if our current mayor is going to keep running, and if he does, I think he's doing a good job right now. So um, I, I don't know that I wouldn't want to run against him. Uh, but maybe down the road that that changes. Um, so maybe that's the next seat. Maybe it is. Um, looking at we haven't had a representative, so we're in the UP and. Uh, we, but our district extends below the bridge and we haven't had a, a representative from the UP in a long time. So I think it's time and I'd like to kind of look at, at that and maybe if I can get the bartender to help me get votes, I'll be all right. So, Well, this bartender will help you get votes. I don't know if Perfect. that's going to make anything. Perfect. You mentioned uh, recreational sports. Yeah. What sports are a thing? I know you're really deep into swimming. Yes. Um, so what recreational sports are currently there and what would you like to see improve? Yeah, and can so, we talk about what was happening the other day with like the animal heads and like, what, what? Uh, yeah, we're going to yeah. dive into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so we have, a, I mean, we do have a good park system here in, in town. You know, we have uh, winter trails where, where people are, are snowshoeing, people are across country skiing. Um, we have great, like the university open, it, it's my facility, but we open it up for uh, basketball and, and, and different volleyball groups that come in and use it. We actually have softball groups that practice indoors um, because there's snow that's like a foot and a half deep right now. So uh, we How have, do you practice softball indoors? Uh, I don't know. They they do it. I try not to go down to that in the building sometimes. So oh, they're just uh, like broken windows I everywhere. Like League of Their Own when they were no, like, yeah, like broken <laughs> yeah, windows yeah. everywhere. Yeah, no, it's all it's all. We have curtains that drop down, and so they do it within the curtains and whatnot. Uh, but we have hockey. Hockey's big. We we call ourselves the original hockey town because we've had a rink since 1903, I think, or 1939, something like that. And uh, and so we've had. 
hockey all throughout our community for a long, long time, swimming right now. Uh, again, wa water sports are awesome. They're, kayaking uh, is big here. A lot of people out kayaks, a lot of summer trails, a lot of excursions, a lot of nature, camping, um, that type of stuff. If you love the outdoors, it's a great place to be. Um, I don't know that I love the outdoors though, but I, I love creating recreational opportunities for people to enjoy those outdoors. So you love watching uh, other people enjoy the outdoors. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. If they want to camp and not and, uh, sleep in their own bed, hey, more power to them because I love my bed. So. I'm here to merely give you the opportunity to. Exactly. <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite comedians is Jim Gaffigan. You would love him because yeah. he's super clean. Like, yeah. but he does this whole thing about camping. He's like, it's just rude. Like, why are we pretending to be homeless? There's actually homeless people and we're paying yeah. money to be homeless. Like, we should yeah. stop doing that. So, like, we're trying to get, um, just sidebar, we're trying to get, like, a like a van thing or something, like an SUV. But like, Are you the, really? <laughs> to get, like, a bed and stuff in so we can just go camping. And tomorrow, Very like, cool. why am I looking forward to living homeless? Like, it's... You need to I, bring it up my... here. I got a campground for you. Stop trying to make us come up there. Steve, it's horrible. Come on. Come and visit. If I was going to camp anywhere, it was definitely not going to be in the frozen tundra of, like, Canada's, like, blinking. No. There's, like, there's like two weeks there where it's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. No. Beautiful. Um, on my free. dating profile, it literally says, like, swipe left if you voted for Trump or, like, camping. Like, your, your dating profile. Now, now explain that. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, Steve, welcome to my life. You're gonna, you're gonna be there. So, uh, so, so for some of our listeners may want to head over to our episode four, yeah. <laughs> where we discuss dating, dating apps. Profile. So go ahead. So yes, um, you're not there yet, but you will no. be eventually. Yeah, yeah. So it's really hard to meet people like organically anymore because nobody goes out of their house. So I am on dating apps. I do it and then I like get off of it because I'm horrified and then I'll go back on and then I'll get off. But like I have a dating profile. And when I first started, I was very like, oh, I don't care. Like I'm just down for a good time, blah, blah, blah. And now after years of being single, I'm like so strategic because you have to be because you'll end up on dates with like serial killers. So like now my dating profile is like really, really specific. It's like, if you like camping, swipe left. I'm never going to do that. Like, don't even, full don't stop. even, yeah, <laughs> full stop. Like yeah. if you have an issue with like people watching TV a lot, full stop. Like I watch a ton of TV. Like if you don't like Taylor Swift, get the fuck out. Like I'm like, it, my dating profile is so specific. Like, and that's what cracks me up is like, even though it says all those things, I will get a swipe right and I will be talking to the person and I will be like, so like, you know, what are your favorite things to do? And they're like camping. And I'm like, why the what? fuck did you, so I'm never going to do that with you ever. Yeah. There is not a moment I'm going to do that. Cause I hate being outside unless it involves a fire pit and a beer in my backyard. And I'm never like, you should not date me if that's who you are. Is it the bugs? No, it's just the outdoor. Like I, even as a Girl Scout, I did not like camping. Like I am just not that person. I don't like struggling. I don't like struggling. This is why I worked two jobs to not be homeless. I don't like to be struggled. So like I like showers. Yeah, like I don't want to go back to a time where we don't shower. I don't like peeing outdoors. It's not my favorite thing. 
I don't want to walk in the dark with a flashlight to find a place to pee and hope to God I come back alive. I don't want to do that. I also have no will to live. So if I meet a bear in the woods, I'm dead because I'm not going to try to run. Like, it's the same thing with the zombie apocalypse. I don't want to fight zombies. I hope I'm in the first wave. Like, if that happens, just take me out and we can be done. Reset and I will start over. But I'm not doing it. That I am, I am literally going to drag your body just from like a zombie because you're going to be throwing yourself into the pit. (laughs) I'm not going to throw myself into the pit. No, I'm not going to throw myself into the pit. But when the apocalypse happens and the zombies come, I'm going to sit in my house, pour a gigantic glass of wine, turn on the Netflix show I've been watching for four months and just wait because I am not doing it. Like, I don't care. Like, Sean and I, when we were married, we used to watch all those Survivor shows. He loved Bear Girls, And so I would watch them. I think they're fascinating. But I think there was, like, one episode where, like, he killed a bear, gutted his body, and then folded himself into the carcass to oh, sleep like for warmth. Yeah. And I said, Sean, and I was like, I, you should remarry. Like, if, if a plane goes down, I will die so fast. Because I will die before I do that. Like, I am not doing that. I don't even like sleeping bags. Like, I'm not going to sleep in a bear. Like, uh-uh. Remember call me pussy. Call me whatever. I'm not doing it. Remember when we sent our kids to church camp? Yes. And I thought that was crazy. <laughs> Do you remember Stephen there? Do you remember what happened what happened with him? No. We, we pull up to the camp to pick him up. And so my son, Stephen, has a white eyebrow. He's got vitiligo. We pull up and the guy who's leading the camp, who's another pastor who I know is like, oh, Stephen, we had such a great time with him this week. He's such a miracle child. And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, yeah, his eyebrow. He told us the whole story about how he got oh, struck with lightning and how he survived. Blah, blah. And so we prayed over him and I it was great. Him. So I get in the car. I'm like, Stephen, what the heck? He's like, dad, I just got in too deep. <laughs> just went <laughs> thanks buddy thanks you made me look great there no the best part was maddie knew the real story and she kept her mouth shut yeah, too <laughs> like she's just like i'm in like it's cool yeah, like yeah. I'm your Let's do this. Yeah. she talks about that camp all the time in fact we just recently found pictures of my phone of them at camp like sitting on a swing she was like she loves steven she's like always been a, a steven fan Although yeah. low-key, she had a total crush on Connor for like a really long time. But everybody. I kind of feel bad for Steven in that because Connor gets all the girls. I <laughs> did show her a recent picture of Connor because it like it came up. I don't know whether you posted it or Tiffany posted yeah. it, but like I saw him and I didn't even recognize him. Like I was like, oh my God. And so I showed uh, Maddie the picture. I was like, hey, this is Connor. And she was like, oh my God. Yeah. She was like, did I should have tried way off. harder. <laughs> Huh? Did he have his shirt off? Because I feel like yeah, every he had his shirt off. Every like every shirt. Can... <laughs> I mean, every post, every, every photo. Shirt. Like it never has a shirt. In fact, for Christmas, I'm gonna send him a box of shirts. I'm gonna say, from your godmother Aaron, who you don't remember, put a fucking shirt on. <laughs> I like find him laying around the house. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't know. I took my shirt off. I'm like, I'll even go into the rec center now for work, and I'll find a pile of his shirts in my office. And my work, student workers will be like, Connor just left these here. I'm like, of course he did. Thanks. He probably walked home without a shirt on because why not let people see it? Of course, if I looked like that, I probably would have. Yeah, for the record, if I had abs like that, I would never wear a shirt. Yeah. Like I would walk around constantly with no shirt yeah. on. I don't like, know, going to laundry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it was laundry day. Like, no, 
Yeah. But that camp was great. In fact, I was trying to look up the name of it the other day because I wanted to send Peyton and I couldn't remember it. It changed. I forget what it is now. Yeah. He was in too deep. That's funny. He was in too deep. That kid was hilarious. I loved that kid so much. He still is. He is so funny. Like, my kid makes me laugh more times than not. I'll like when we go on swim bus because I coach the varsity swim team and he's on the swim team. I'll just kind of listen for him back there and he'll say things and I'm like, what? Wh- where did he learn that? But it's hilarious. So. Oh my! So swimming, you mentioned swimming. Yeah. You were really involved in swimming here. Is there yeah. a history with you? And were you a swimmer or? So I was a hockey player growing up, but I uh, I just did swimming on the side. But when you move up to where like hockey mecca for college, there was plenty of people who uh, coached hockey, but there wasn't people who coached swimming. And so it was a job when I was in college that paid more than any other job. And so I started that and just it grew on me for a long time. So uh, a whole lot of fun to, to just coach swimming. And, and uh, so I did it here uh, for a long time since 98 and then did it in D.C. and then now uh, now back here. So Stephen did swimming. So, uh, I mean, Connor did swimming. So now Stephen's yeah. doing swimming too. Is Ayla yeah. uh, interested or? Yeah, a- Ayla swims. She swims for our, our. she won't be in high school till next year. So she swims in our feeder program uh, coming up. And Stephen swims, but mostly because I make him swim. He would be fully content. He's my kid who would be fully content in his room, playing video games, reading a book, doing whatever. And having like three fa- friends that he interacts with, he'd be perfectly okay with that. And and honestly, I don't mind it, but we make him do a little bit of exercise. Connor's totally athletic; he just loves it. So uh, Ayla's kind of a good mix between between the two. And and Mia loves being at the pool nonstop, which is great, but it's also a pain in the butt because I just want to go home from work, and she'll be like, "Dad, can we go to North Center?" <laughs> Girl, I, I just got home from work. Yeah, can we go to North Center? Can, can I go swimming? I'm- fine so i take her over there and i've got to work essentially while she's there but uh it, it's good it's kind of fun she she has a whole lot of fun in the pool it, it's actually really cool watching my kids grow up in a rec center now because anytime anytime Mia wants to skate she can skate like i have her bike because it's snow on the ground non-stop so i have her bike that just sits uh in the rec center and she'll drive her around the track while people are walking she's just cruising on her bike so it's a it's a whole lot of fun raising kids in the rec center so you said that the um you have a ice rink yeah um and is that the same one that you were talking about earlier that was like the that's not the original well yeah in town we we have an old ice rink but then our building has so my building has uh i know it's like two hundred forty-five thousand square feet and i have a i have a gym and then i have a track with like four gym or four uh, you know basketball surfaces in between it and then I have racquetball courts, I've got sauna, I've got a pool, I've got an ice rink all uh, within my facility there. So it's a whole lot of fun, um, a lot, lot to do, that's for sure. How many different services do you have that deliver groceries? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you've got Amazon Fresh. Well, so you have Amazon and you can order from Amazon Fresh or Whole Foods through Amazon. You have to pick which one you want. So gotcha. you have to be near a Whole Foods, which I am. So that was what happened today. I ordered through Whole Foods, but they didn't have like three of my things. So then I had to go through Amazon Fresh to get the other things. So, um, and then you have Instacart, which picks up from everywhere. But then you also have um, 
like Giant has Peapod, so we can go through Peapod. I don't remember the one for Food Lion, but Food Lion has their own one, but it's janky as shit, and I don't even think these people are legit. Well, I mean, it's Food um, Lion. It's Food yeah. And then you have Wegmans. They have their home delivery. Oh, I didn't know they home delivered. I, I they delivered to my house, so I don't know who the. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know what I'm going through because I just click on the Wegmans app and it's like they find somebody to deliver. So I don't know whether they're going through Instacart. Then you've got Uber Eats, which also does delivery. And then Grubhub has now gotten in the grocery game. So like you can get groceries from Grubhub. And this is new since the pandemic. So since the pandemic or during, this is the best part about the pandemic. I know the pandemic sucked and I'm sorry for everybody that lost their lives. However, ABC laws in Virginia are one of the toughest laws in the country. Like ABC in Virginia does not fuck around. But during the pandemic, they lost so much money because people could not go out to drink and they couldn't go to bars. So they had to like lighten their load. So they basically made a rule that was like, okay, as long as the driver scans your ID, you can get alcohol delivered, which was never a thing in Virginia. So now if I order like, um, Food from like, let's say I order food from Taco Bell. Not gonna say I do that a lot, but I do that a lot. So um, if I order from Taco Bell, it'll say to me, "Do you want your Grubhub driver to stop by Safeway and grab you beer on the way home?" Which yes, I do. Yeah. I mean, I mean if you're on the way, fuck yeah. But can you get yeah. the beer first? Because Taco Bell gets pulled really fast. <laughs> so like, but yeah, like that was never a thing before, but now you can. And even restaurants like. They will send you margarita mix in one container and then tequila in another. And as long as the driver scans your ID, you're good. Nice. I take it they don't have that where you are. (laughs) Well, so while we have a whole lot laxed ABC, you can go to you can go to the gas station buy whatever you need. I mean, it's 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 kind of pretty easy here. But that was crazy when I was in Indiana. Like we went to CVS and bought tequila. Yeah, like, I, I mean, like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, yeah, you can go gas station, the pharmacy, yeah. wherever, and you can find whatever alcohol you need. So. I feel like that's normal. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Virginia is not normal. Virginia, but we do have about taxes down here. Like it's all about taxes. However, mm-hmm. I will say the delivery of alcohol. I think drunk driving rates have like plummeted because I mean, people aren't drunk like and trying to go get more. Because that's where yeah. like not that I. Um, like a fan of drunk driving, but I can see how somebody's like down to their last beer and like I don't want to quit drinking because I'd like eight o'clock, but I probably shouldn't drive. But Safeway's right there, like I could probably make it. So like I see the rationale, but now you just fucking get on Instacart and it's here in an hour. Yeah, so, so I don't think we have Instacart. We have like Ship, which which mm-hmm. does grocery shopping, and then we have Meyer, which is our our big grocery store does does uh deliver Do have Kroger? we don't have a kroger i'm obsessed with kroger my sister has kroger kroger to me is like the disneyland of grocery stores like i am obsessed with it like it is amazing it's like you took a wegman's and a whole foods and a trader joe's and just married them together <laughs> i miss whole foods though just i i remember when we moved down there and we went grocery shopping for the first time First of all, I was like, what the heck? Where's the regular food like in, in the store? But then I was suddenly was like, is that music playing? Oh, there's a band in the middle of the grocery store. Yeah. This is a whole new thing. I've never seen this before. So yeah. weird. I try to stick to like Harris Teeter or Trader Joe's, but we don't have a Trader Joe's in Woodbridge. 
we just got a we just got a whole foods but um trader joe's like i have to drive all the way to centerville or falls church mm-hmm. <laughs> i know god my life is so no, different but, I mean, I don't and, even understand and how long i've lived here i still feel like those places just sound far and i know it's like not i'm not gonna do it's like 15 minutes away if that right i mean it's like right there i get it but even still i'm like oh centerville Oh, false church. <laughs> Not like my parents don't live in Centerville and I could just like go when I'm at their house, but I like don't think about it. But I do have like a specific tea that I like that Trader Joe's is the only, it's like a Trader Joe's brand. Oh, so like no. every three months I do have to bite the bullet and just like drive to the farthest one possible. I, I try to coordinate that, it. I, I pass Trader Joe's on the way home from Navy Federal because I still have to go in one day a week. So I try to like plan it so that I can leave and like go by Trader Joe's on my way home. But yeah, my life is really hard, guys. I don't know. But I hate know. when you only like one thing from like this. Like that's the only store that has it, though. I feel like that's so annoying, especially if it's not in your like five mile radius, because then you have to actually make an effort and have it in your head. Like I gotta stop over at Trader Joe's. Like, these are like these are like first world problems. Compared totally, to totally. They're not even first world. They're beyond first world problems. Like totally. I have a gr- I tell this to my kids all the time. They were fighting over potato chips the other day. Like legit, my kids were about to fist fight over a bag of Lay's potato chips. And they were screaming at each other about taking the last one. And I was like, you guys, we live within walking distance of like eight grocery stores. And there's an app on my phone that will actually just bring us one bag of potato chips if we want to. Like, you guys are being insane right now. At least when I was fighting with my sisters over food, it was because we were poor and you just ate the last of the food stamps, bitch. Like, now we can't get food for like a week. You guys, I have like... I'm good. I'm solid. We can go get more chips. That's awesome. You don't have to end your sister's life because she ate the last Lay's. Like, so crazy. We have three grocery stores. So we have Walmart, which has groceries, which is crazy. Like, I I don't like to go there. Then we have Meyer, which is like a step up. But it's not it's not Walmart. But, like, there's people there that actually shower. And, and so Meyer is pretty awesome. But then you have the local grocery store, which is way overpriced, but it is a nice local grocery store. So that's it. That's the only options you have. There's no specialty from Trader Joe. I don't care. That how is many- crazy. Yeah. We have so many grocery stores here that there's sometimes I have to go to several in one day because like I'll be at Safeway and I'm like, oh man, they don't have this and I'm going to have to go somewhere else. Or like I'll be at Safeway and I'm like, oh no, I know Food Lion has this for like at least five dollars less so i'm gonna drive the food line after i leave here like it's so stupid it's too many choices though yeah. too many choices like I Maddie is like, like like burke is crazy with the amount of restaurants they're trying to get here too like in the strip mall now it's there's a pho place there's a, like it's just and i'm like there's too many choices at times and then sometimes there's no choices you know i mean like you're moody that way aka first world problems right yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, for sure um so, like, Woodbridge seems to be the new, like, I feel like every year in Northern Virginia, they pick, like, a new town to, like, glow up. Like, oh, we haven't remodeled this whole town in a really long time. So, Woodbridge seems to be, like, on their radar right now. So, like, all of our shopping centers are being remodeled. And they, like, seem to be kicking out some of the chains and putting in more, like, family-oriented businesses and whatnot. But... The other day, Maddie was, like, complaining. She's like, I have never found donuts as good as shoppers. And so, like, we went on a hunt, and we actually found a shopper that still exists. Where's the shoppers? 
Oh. It's in Dumfries. So our plan is to drive out there next week so she can get her, like, colossal donuts. Because she was like, none of these grocery store donuts are the same. The cronut. There's um, Texas donut, too. Texas donut's pretty legit. So we don't have Texas donut. My parents have Texas donut. And I do like that place. Um, we I think Lorton. Yeah. Lorton is the we have a Dunkin' Donuts on, like, every fucking corner. Like, Dunkin' Donuts is huge in Woodbridge. I can't deal like, with Dunkin', dude. But it is, like, insane the amount of Dunkin' Donuts we have in Woodbridge. Like, to the point where one of them got robbed, and there was, like, a 25-minute conversation on which our HOA page about which one. Because there's so freaking many. <laughs> like, it's so insane. So, yeah. Like, we... Dunkin' is, like... And then we have a Krispy Kreme, which, obviously, is the best one. Oh, do you have, like, a Krispy Kreme Krispy Kreme? We have, like, a real Krispy Kreme that has the light on and like the light on. Oh, my gosh. You know, so, like, and I want to say it was when they opened that one in Alexandria, which is, I don't remember when. And I yeah. had no idea what Krispy Kreme was about. And then Mario had said, oh, you have to go when the light's on. Like, what the hell does that mean? Like, you can't just get donuts whenever you want to get donuts? Like, what kind of stupid place is this? And we drove by and the light was on. Life-changing. Oh, my. Yeah. And see, this is, okay. So, this is why sometimes getting to know new things is annoying right because like i was perfectly mm -hmm. fine with getting the donut at the grocery store or whatever like whatever mm -hmm. donut you find and i'm like now i just delight the and even mm -hmm. if i don't want a donut i'm still driving the light is on you, you might as well stop because the donut's on this is why I'm fat, Leona, because I've decided that at 43, I don't care anymore, and I'd rather just eat the fucking food I want to eat. So like, You're stopping for the light. <laughs> I'm stopping for the light. They just put in a Nashville hot chicken place by my house. Like, I'm going to eat the fucking chicken. Like, I don't care. So you guys are turning, like, into Sterling, which is, like, everything. We are turning into Sterling. You're going to get Raising Cane's. You're going to get all of the chicken places, right? Because, like, chicken it's, seems it's to be. It's a big chicken place out here. Yeah. Just a Korean barbecue place. Like, <laughs> yeah, everything's chicken out here. Everything is chicken. Mm -hmm. We don't have any of it. You don't have anything, see, Steve? You just have any donut places. See, I'm feeling like this is an opportunity for us. Like, we need to go and find a franchise. And open up something near to you. Come on up. People are going to leave their house to come to our restaurant. We do have a Starbucks, but it's inside the grocery store. So you have to go into the Oh, yeah. That's here, too. But there's no, like... Drive-through Starbucks, no independent Starbucks. We, just have, to we have one it. independent Starbucks. That's it. Yeah, yeah. ours is in the grocery. The rest store. are in the grocery store. But Targets yeah, or the Safeway. We yeah. Don't have a Target. You don't have Target yeah. too. That's kind of. I save so much money though by not having a Target. So. See, and I'm wondering that too. I'm like, the flip side of that is that there's no opportunity yeah. to buy stuff though. Mm -hmm. But then we it, have you know. a Target, but it's so far from my house. I honestly forget it's there. Like I rarely ever because it's over by the mall. Like I, I'm trying I to, try to the stay the fuck away from Potomac Mills and that whole oh, area. Yeah, that's right. Right across from Smoky Bones. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right across from Smoky Bones. We just got a Hobby Lobby like three years ago. That's been a big thing. Yeah. Big thing. Except like, I think ever since the whole split up thing, this is the first time I've been in Hobby Lobby since Tiffany left. And I'm like, this is kind of weird being here by myself. I don't know. And the, all the workers are like, what's he doing here by himself? How come, you know, it's just, why is there a single guy walking around our store? This is not, <laughs> his, this is not his domain. What is happening? 
Hobby Lobby is next level, though. I feel like yeah. it doesn't really know what it wants to be. It's either a home decor place or are you wanting me to make... Like, is that the inspiration? Is that what you're selling? <laughs> like, for those who don't know, like, crafting things, you can just shop in the middle of the store. Or yes. the perimeter is the yeah. Ikea version. You can go make your own. I don't See, know. I don't go to Hobby Lobby because I'm such a Michaels person. Like, I am I feel like you're either one or the other. You're either Walmart or Target. You're either Michaels or... um. Uh, Hobby Lobby, you're either Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks. Like, it's very decisive. Yeah. And I am a Michaels person. Like, I love Michaels. I could spend hours and thousands of dollars on Michaels. Buying shit I will never do. Home that is Hobby. my favorite pastime, is buying craft stuff that I will never do. Never use. <laughs> Hobby Lobby is one of those, though, that, like, unless you go for a specific thing, things just jump into your cart. Yeah. <laughs> you end up with right. a whole yeah, bunch of stuff. Yeah, random so stuff. Steve, you opened the door, so I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna ask you some questions. Can I yeah. close the door? Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks. So wanna... You are newly single. Yes. Um, how is it going being a single dad? Have the women just started flocking? And are you are you gonna date? Are you ready for that yet? Or how are you, how where are you in your? Well, I feel like right? divorce has like a grieving process. Like where are you in the grieving process? You I do not have to answer that's any why of these I questions. I don't think he's gonna do the dating apps. I feel like, like he'll just you don't like, have to answer these questions. And then they will flock. <laughs> no, and, and I don't know that. So, yeah, it's so it's fresh, and and not only is it fresh, is is it's not something that I wanted. So that that's a whole lot different than than you know a situation. What now that I've learned things and, and, and I'm I'm making steps and moving in the right direction where I need to move. Right now I'm worried about my kids and, and that's my biggest thing. And uh, I love being a dad and it's it's one of my my favorite things to do is is to be a dad. So it's hard. That that's I think the hardest part is that my girls are away from me three days out of the week. Steven stays with me a full time and Connor's 19, so it doesn't really matter where he's at. He's all over the place anyways and at friend's house half the time. So I think the hardest part is, is you know, and, and how is it going? Being away from the girls is really hard and, and not having them around because uh, like like we said at the beginning, my kids have been my life and, and I will put so much time, energy, effort ever, behind everything that they do, that they want. Um, so it, it's hard. And, and I've always been a partner person, having a person to help do life together with. So I, I think that I would definitely want to have that person again. And, and I plan on dating again. I don't know that I'm at that point right now. I, and it's weird too, because it is a small town. And so words starting to get out. I, we haven't like we didn't post anything. This is probably like as public as I've, I've been about the, the whole split up at all. So, um, you know, this is, uh, it's it just, I think that over time there'll, there'll be a different mindset. I don't know that I'll do the dating apps. I don't know that I won't do the dating apps, but I think right now I'm just worried about the kids and, and taking care of them. And, um, if the right person comes along, that's great. I, I don't think I'll, I'll pass that up, but, um, but for right now, I'm just worried about making sure my kids are taken care of. I will say, so when I first split with Sean, again, my I was in this, like, I feel like it's such a standard, like, grieving process. Like, there's, like, seven layers of, like, having a divorce. One yeah. of them involves egg rolls and watching TV a lot. So, like, I mean, even though Sean and I split, I think we both wanted it, but I initiated it. Um, 
there was still a grieving process. Like I, I was so sad about the entire thing. Like, and I will say at the beginning, not being with the kids was the worst part. Like the weekends I didn't have them was like crippling. And then like a couple of years goes by and now it's like, like by Monday, I'm like, when are you going back to your dad's? Like what? Uh, yeah. What time can I drop you off? <laughs> yeah. Just because it's like so much harder now that they're older. But it it does. I mean, I know it's hard to think about it right now, but it does get a little bit easier to like be away from them. And you know, in my situation, my oldest chose to not go to her dad's. Like yeah. she decided, you know, in in the fall or the spring of t- 2019 that she didn't want to keep going to her dad's so she wanted to stay at my house Peyton still goes back and forth um now that nobody pays child support everything's even whatever we don't really have a schedule anymore like it's kind of like wherever you want to be just show up it's fine you have keys to both places like if you want to be your dad's this weekend be your dad's if you want to be at my house this weekend be your mom. like we've kind of just let the kids dictate it now that things are all you know it's been it's been a long time we've been separated for five years now like it's it's been a while and quite frankly I'm closer to his fiance than I am to him like I do my co-parenting through her her and I co-parent fucking great like I love her she's on it she's all about the schedule she's a great mom like I like God God bless Sarah like she is like I feel like we should kick Sean out and her and I should get married like she's great (laughs) You know, like Peyton recently got in trouble at school and she was supposed to come to my house that day, but something got messed up at work and I ended up having to go to work the next morning and I have to leave the house too early for Peyton to be at my house. I can't get her to school. So I I texted Sarah and I was like, hey, I don't know if you saw the email because Sarah's obviously not a parent. So the school doesn't send her direct emails. So I was like, I don't know if you saw the email. Peyton got in trouble at school. She cannot go out with a friend today. Please like can you talk to her? And she emailed me back right away. And she was like, I'm on it. I saw the email. She's got her phone takeaway. She's doing dishes. She's going to help me with the baby because Sean has a new baby. And, you know, we've talked to her about it. She's going to write a letter to the teacher as an apology. And I was like, thank you. Like, this is exactly what I would have done. Like, absolutely. But I know if it had been Sean, he'd have been like, it's not that big of a deal. She's fine. So like, yeah. Like Sarah is like amazing. She's a but in the in the beginning though, like with when he when Sean and Sarah got together, you never really had issues with Sarah anyway. So that was a no. And honestly, we did have issues for a while, but that was I feel like because of Sean. Mm-hmm. Like he kept getting in the middle of us, and it got weird. And I feel like once we kind of like removed him from the situation, and we were like, we're just gonna talk between us and like leave him out of it. Things got great. Like. And then she had her own baby, which is even better because now she's like, kind of, you know, she's a new mom. She gets it. She's going through everything. And like, her baby is beautiful. They have a beautiful, beautiful baby. She's gorgeous. She's great. Sarah's a wonderful mother. Like, it's been fantastic. She sends me pictures of the baby. She was so generous and texted me a couple months ago and asked me if I wanted to come over and meet the baby and hold her and take care. Like, it was it was really, I feel like it was a really beautiful moment between two women that like, I don't necessarily would have happened. And like Sean was there, like it was a really great, I think so she's five, like five or six years ago. If somebody had said, no, like, this is where you'd be, you'd be co-parenting the way you are, but co-parenting with 
the other mother of his child, no. you would have been. Surprised. I literally said that on a text to my sisters. I was like, because it was like, I met the baby like right before New Year's. And I was like, I sent a text to my family and I was like, wow, if you had Sarah and me being besties on my bucket, on my bingo card this year, I would have told you no. Like, but it has been really great. But I also feel like it's, it's one of those things too, where like, it makes us stronger as a family unit now because Peyton knows like, it doesn't matter what house you're at, you're in trouble. Like you fucking fucked up. Like it doesn't matter what house you're at, you're going to be in trouble. So I appreciate that from her. And really it's a good thing to get there. And it's a good thing that it's with, with Peyton too. I mean, like, yeah. I feel like of, of either kid, I mean, it, it's a good to see the unit, but even more so with Peyton, cause she's so, you know, younger and stuff. So. And she does go back and forth. We're like, yeah. it's either with Madison. I mean, Madison's, you know, she'll be 18 in December. Yeah, so she's lost, <laughs> lost control about that one. Like she's yeah. just doing whatever she's going to do, but it took us a while to get there. And, you know, Steve, Dating is fucking really hard. And I go back and forth. Like, you know, I'm back on the dating apps, but I feel like I go on them for like three or four months. And then I like something horrific happens and I meet like a psycho. And then I shut it down and I don't go back on for a while. Is it like Facebook where you can like deactivate and then come back? Yeah. And it's like still there. Like everything is still yeah, there. Yeah. So you can silence it or like hide yourself because I get really overwhelmed easily. And then there are better dating apps than others. Like Bumble is very female friendly because it the guys cannot contact you. It has to be female initiated, which is nice. Um, Hinge is great because they only really show you the people like in your area. So like it's the, the worst thing ever is when you're on a dating app and you're talking to somebody and you realize they live in fucking North Carolina. You're like, why the fuck is, why am I even talking to this person? He lives a zillion miles away. So, like, hinges were very local. So, like, I went on a date last night for the first time in a really long time. He literally lives, like, five miles from me. So, that was nice. That's the issue. Like, I'm in a small town. So, so everybody knows everybody. And everybody knows everybody's business. And and it's a whole lot. Like, I want the North Carolina person. Because, like, no one (laughs) what's going on. That's the situation. Like, what the heck? I and if a uh, and if a Bumble and Hinge wants to uh, sponsor our podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, and for me, I I mean, I I appreciate the fact that on Bumble the guys can't contact you because that gets insane. Like I I I um recently they come out with new dating apps all the time because they're trying to like focus it into like one area. So. I, they came out with lately, like a dating app for like liberals so that you didn't have like the, the mass of the Trumpers. And so I was like, all right, I'll sign up, see what it's all about. And I signed up. I always do the free one. I never pay for it. And I, I made a profile and I am not trying to be like, I am all that, but it is one of those things where like, if you're under a certain age and you're like, not a troll you're gonna get inundated and so like i made the dating profile at like nine o'clock at night probably after several glasses of wine and then i went to bed and i woke up in the morning and i had like 800 messages and i was like done and i just like shut it down like i that's whoa like i can't deal with that where i like hinge is like i don't know the way they do it but like i'll put myself out on a hinge and like i'll get five or six like it's not crazy like 
everybody in the world is not just like taking their shot. Like I had like a 19 year old message me the other day and I was like, are you in, why would I date you? Like you're 19. This is like, why like Instagram, like whenever they have Instagram stuff or whatever, anything social media and they pop yeah. up and I'm like, I can't even look because you look like you could be my kid. Like, yeah. so- <laughs> like I literally messaged him just because I wanted to be like, like you need to go to bed. You are like, do something with your life. I am 43 and I have two children. One of whom is only a year younger than you. Go to bed. Does your mother know what you're doing? Does your mother know what you're doing? Like, I can't. And then I'll have people that are like 70. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Like, did you really think I was going to be like all in? Like, I'm not trying to be a bitch, but you're 70. Like. That's the other thing, though, that I got to deal with is, so when I'm ready, I'll have kids the same age as people my age 43 to 50 whatever but then I also have Mia so like people who are in their 20s I it's, it's, it's so a weird, weird range it's so, a weird range especially yeah. Mia's age when and then once you start doing the school stuff and you know that as soon as like they do kindergarten or whatever and you're looking you're like okay these are this is your first kid yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're like in your 20s yeah. and this is your last kid because you're not in your 20s oh man but it, it is a hard thing like and Steve you are gonna run into that and I will be the first to admit like I do have it on my dating profile. Like, I don't want to date people that have kids under 10 because I'm not there anymore. Like, I've done that. Like, I don't want to help you parent your four-year-old kid. Like, sure, sure. But I also like, about it though. You're at least upfront. Absolutely. About it. Like, right. I well, because I've learned my lesson. Every time <laughs> I up no, obviously, honestly, there's a fucking tragic story that happens every time I update my profile with like another say, thing. Every, every like, time there's an edit. <laughs> No, so like you'll appreciate this. You will 100% appreciate this, Leona. So when the Nats won the World Series, game seven, like I'd been following it. Game seven was happening. I'd been talking to this guy. We'd gone out on several dates. It was going great. I knew he had a kid. Like things were good. And so the day of game seven, he was like, this is all pre-pandemic, I believe, right? Yeah, 2019, yeah, they won. Yeah, so it was, like, right before the pandemic. Yeah. So he was like, um, hey, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, well, it's game seven of the World Series. Like, the Nats are playing, so I'm going to get off work, and I'm going to either watch it from home or I'm going to go to a bar. And he was like, don't do that. He's like, come over to my house. Like, we can watch it together. All right, cool. That's so cute. Like, we've already had four or five days. He's like, you can meet my kids. Are you going to watch it like how I watch it? Or are you going to watch it like different than how you're going to watch it? Because there's a difference. (laughs) It got worse so fast. So he was like, come over. You can meet my kid. And I was like, fantastic. I mean, whatever. The game starts at like eight. Kids, he had like a three-year-old. So I'm like, kid's going to be in bed. We'll crack some beers, watch the game, whatever. So I drive to his house and I get there. And... I forgot that he had told me that, and I'm not judging him for this. Northern Virginia is hard. It's really expensive. But he was renting a room in somebody's basement. So, like, because it's rough out there. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, no big deal. Show up. And he is trying to put his kid down to sleep, which his kid is three. And, you know, toddlers are assholes. This kid did not want to go to sleep. A hundred percent didn't want to go to sleep after I walked in because now I'm like a new toy. Like... And so it it was 8.15, game had started, and he was like, 
um, don't turn the TV on because I'm trying to get him to go to sleep. And I was like, uh, what? And I was like, okay. And he was like, I said, well, I'm going to grab a beer. And he was like, oh, I don't have alcohol in the house. And I was like, because you're afraid he's going to drink it? Like, what's happening? And he was like, but he's like, well, we can turn it on as soon as I get him to bed. So now it's 830. Then it's 845. I'm freaking the fuck out at this point. Like, I have people texting me the score. Like, I'm trying not to be a bitch. I'm just sitting on the couch getting, like, more and more mad. I'm not even spending time with him at this point. He's, like, in a bedroom trying to, like, get his kid to bed. And I finally was just like, I'm leaving. And I just left because I'm sorry. It's the fucking game seven of the World Series and the Nats are playing. I was in Lorton drove straight to glory days because that was the closest thing I could think of that would have the game on and then had the best night like I sat in glory days I drank beer I was like they won the world series like and then I realized quickly after like I am not in the same place as this person like so I that was when I updated my profile was like if your kid is under five I don't want like we can't date like if your kid is still trying to pee on the potty we cannot date like I'm not doing that so I'm yeah, out. I'm out. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. they're with that. <laughs> yeah, like. But like you, you'll find the same thing. Like you'll find people that you're like, okay, I need to like make sure I'm like specific yeah. about this. Absolutely. Like I have people that date me all that like that will go on a date and they'll be like, oh, I don't like kids, and I'm like, well, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> so that might be a problem. Or they'll be like, I don't like dogs, and I'm like, I have to. Yeah. Like. Why would you swipe on me if you know yeah. I have kids and dogs? So it's fun. I When you're ready, please reach out to me because there's a bunch of shit that men do in their profiles that's stupid as fuck. And I'm going to make sure you don't do that. I'll just have you set it up. I was just going to I say, would love to do that. Oh, my God. Gonna, that's going to be her new, her new side hustle. She's going to set up dating profiles. There's <laughs> picking out every person, too, for me. Okay, Steve, I swiped right on this one for you. Like, I would what? like to interview all your prospects 100%. <laughs> and he'll be like, you need, a, you need to Google calendar her, put her on all your stuff, and then that <laughs> way she'll know when to do your dates. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Because well, I think you're a- amazing. I think you are... I don't know how to say this nicely. Um, oh no! I think you. <laughs> I think you are underappreciated, and I think that you are. You have so much to offer another person, and you're so funny and so witty and so intelligent. And I just think that you are going to end up with somebody who really appreciates you. I hope. If only I didn't have a four-year-old, right? Uh, well, that's just me because I'm a horrible person. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And honestly, is your four year old potty trained? Uh, no. no. Okay, well, was. I can help you with that too. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to send her over. It's just a one stop shop. Is she on? Did she stop potty training after the separation? Yeah, we were working and, and she was she was getting there. And I mean, it's been like six months now and it's. We're getting better. We're we're getting back there, I think. But so. that's a sign of trauma. Like that actually happens a lot yeah. with kids and dogs yeah. during separations. Like they resort back to like their yeah, their like you know puppy behavior. Yeah. How are your kids doing, by the way? Good kids. Kids are doing good. I think they're they're really pressing through it and and uh, and seem to be doing all right. Ayla's back and forth. She's moody and and I don't know how much of that is divorce and how much of that is being a 13 year old female where 
like waking her up in the morning when I'm gently rubbing her arm and all of a sudden I'm the worst dad in the world for waking her up out of bed. Like, yeah. is that just because you're 13 or is that because you are so, you know, just kind of understanding that Connor's doing well. I think Mia's doing well. I mean, back and forth, but um, yeah, she's doing all right. She's, she's pressing through. That's a different uh, parenting when you had uh, two boys and then now you have. Yeah. Now you have two Ayla. girls. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say it's a lot just seeing girls. Peyton often thinks that I'm either the best mom ever or the worst mom ever, depending on when her period is starting. Yeah. Like, I will often, like, she'll be crazy and I'll look at her and be like, so have you started your period yet this month? And she's like, no. And I'm like, is it tomorrow? So you think maybe tomorrow it's going to happen? Because she gets crazy. Like, I was trying, like, I wanted to videotape her the other day, but I was like, it's so mean and I'm not going to do it. But, like, she came in my bedroom at 7 in the morning. I log in for work at 6.50. I wake her up and then I leave to take her for school at, like, 7.30. And so I keep, I'm hearing her bedroom is on the other side of my wall. I'm hearing all this, like, rustling. Like, it is, like, a like, I don't know what's happening. And yeah. then she just comes in. She, like, flings open my door. And she's like, I can't find a headband that matches my shirt. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> that was really oh. aggressive. And I was like, do you think maybe we could just find another headband? And she was like, no. I have to have matching headbands. And I can't find this. Like, she was in full freaking, like, tornado meltdown. And I was just staring at her because I was like, I don't know how to help you. Do like, it. I can't. I can't make the headband match. I don't know how to help you. So I was just like staring at her. And she was like, why are you staring at me? And I was like, because you're fucking crazy. I'm afraid to move. I'm like, yeah. like fight or flight right now. My body's trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> Teenagers are terrifying. Oh my goodness. And it's just how it swings so fast. Like Ayla's so fast. Other people, she's a straight A kid, president of student council. We'll be at the pool, which are last hour days in my building at the pool. And so I'll go down there in front of her class. Hey, dad's here. You know, she's showing me off to her class. We get home. Dad, why did you show up at my swim class? Yeah. You're the worst dad ever. Because like, I said hi. My bad. Sorry. I will uh, yeah. no longer pretend you exist. All right. It's so crazy. Like, that is exactly how it is. Like, and Maddie almost seems irritated that her friends like me. Like, when we were doing her play stuff, her friends would, like, run up and give me hugs or, like, say hi to me. And then we'd get home and she'd be like, why are you so nice to everybody? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why am I being, why are you mad at me? Because your friends like me. Like, I'm that mom. Like, I'm sorry that I'm doing a bake sale at your fucking play. (laughs) Jesus. Like, oh my God. Yeah. It's very uh, traumatizing to be a parent of teenagers. That's yeah. for sure. Yesterday I got yelled at for buying the wrong milk. I didn't even know there was a wrong milk, but I bought mm-hmm. the wrong milk. And by the way, it's not that it's not vitamin D. It was vitamin D. It just wasn't a brand that they recognized. So I bought the wrong milk, even though it's the same fucking milk. But it <laughs> was, was it red top or blue top? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was doing this wrong. Like, the good news is you can blame on the delivery driver. Hey, sometimes I go to the stores. Sometimes I actually do. Yeah, sure. So it was just you then. (laughs) No, I did buy the right. It was still vitamin D. It was just a different brand of vitamin D because groceries are expensive. So I was like, well, that one's 50 cents less. So I'll get that brand. I didn't realize I was going to be like, 
murdered when I got home because I bought the different brand. Children got launched. (laughs) Oh my god. They, if there's a way for them to be mad at me, they will find it. Yep. But it, it turns though, and you've seen that with Maddie, I think. Like it, it turns. And oh, she's Potter, not even like, speaking to me right now. Maddie, what not do? right now. <laughs> Stephen will I, go through like that too. Where like Stephen and I get along great, we have no problem, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, he'll be like, "Dad, I'm so mad that you did this. What? Yeah. Like, where did that even come from? Like." Sorry, I didn't monitor the bus ride back, and so and so talked to so and so, and somehow it's my fault. Like, I, yeah, I'm sorry, my bad. No, I'm it's the same thing in my house. Like, I'm like, they tell me why they're mad at me, and I'm like, wait, was I did you did you email me about that? Was I supposed to do that? Like, (laughs) did I miss that? Was it on my calendar? Like, I don't understand how that's met. Like, or my favorite is when I'm like, hey guys. I'm about to go to the grocery store. Like, what do you need? And they're like, nothing. And I'm like, deodorant, pads, tampons, milk, orange juice, cookies, nothing. And they're like, nope, we got it. Cool. I go to the grocery store, bring it back. The next day, Maddie's like, we don't have any fucking Sudafed. And I'm like, I just said, what do you need? And you didn't say that. She's like, well, you should have known. Oh, my God. I'm sorry my crystal ball was not working. And I didn't know we didn't Sudafed. Like, I, I, that's why I asked. Like, I thought I was doing the right thing. And now everybody's mad at me because they can't have two to fed. Like, God, I'm never doing the right thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. The other day, Maddie told me, like, I watch TV too loud. Like, that bothered her. Yeah. Like, and I was like, okay, well, it is my house and I'm yeah. paying the fucking mortgage. You put it louder. Yeah. Put it louder. And I was like, I was like, I'm deaf because I worked in a live music venue for four years and I'm old. Did you not and wear stuff? Did you not wear ear ear thingies? When you worked at state? I go, no, no. So here's why. You can't actually hear what people are asking to drink if you put those in. Well, I feel like you can't hear them anyway. You needed signs. <laughs> So there, there were a couple Wait, nights where I was being asked, like, no, there, there was definitely nights that we would have people sign, like leg warmers. Absolutely, people yeah. were writing down stuff. But on like a basic night, no. So not only that, but I also grew up at the racetrack with my dad because he yeah. raced cars my whole childhood. So like, yeah, I probably have severely hearing loss, but I don't feel like I listen to TV that loud. The yeah. problem is. She lives in my basement, which is not a bedroom. It's a basement that she took over because she didn't want to share with her sister. So I'm like, I have no sympathy for you because you live in my basement. Like, there's no door. Because it's a basement. Anyway. They wear headphones anyway all these times. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. No. So, so, like, sp- yeah, I'm in trouble all the time. So, speaking of racetracks, can I tell you about what, what we had the other day? Oh my God! Does it involve somebody with an animal on their head? The the world's longest snowmobile race. We have it every oh year. God. We're on like year number I don't even know sixty some of this world's longest. It's five hundred miles. It's crazy. I've never been. Five hundred <laughs> miles. Five hundred miles. They start at like nine in the morning and they go till nine at night. It's crazy. It is absolutely Wait, insane. Are there people at either end? Oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, people just, they have these, uh, some have tents, some have campers, some have these structures that they just make on their own, and they pay for plots, essentially, at the racetrack. They're freezing, so they're building their own igloo. 
Oh yeah, and they're drinking the whole time, which I would have to. Like (laughs) that was the only thing. When you sent me that picture of all the animal head people, that was the only thing that made sense. Because if I was in that kind of cold, I would have to be so drunk. It's it's not like this is we. I hear it every year because our house is across the street from my building, and behind my building is where the racetrack is, and so I've heard it. But this is the first year because I, now I had to go judge a food eating contest, which was great. Loved it. But it is so cold and it's so this year is beautiful for it. But I people just stand out there all day. I was ill prepared. I was wearing like jeans. Everybody else had snow pants on. I was like, apparently I'm not, I didn't have an animal on my head. I just had a regular hat. It was it was weird. So I, Do you guys have ice fishing. Oh, yeah. People are ice fishing all the time. It's. That's a big thing. I feel like ice fishing, though, you're in a shack and you've got heaters and stuff like that. It's not so bad. But Okay, but here's my question. I've never understood about ice fishing. How is the heaters not melting the ice they're sitting on? I I don't ask questions. All right. I don't go. There? You don't ask questions? You got questions? Anything else? That's not a question. Like, I want to know why they're not falling through the ice after, like, the heater's been on for 12 hours. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I, I think it's just because it's so thick that it just doesn't I mean you probably get some some uh, slush up top but it's so so thick it doesn't matter it's crazy I don't so the don't, five the 500 mile snowboard is it like uh, yeah is it I'm picturing it like the car thing where they drive extended amount of time and then there's like stops along the way is that what this is stops they like switch drivers too because it's so long and you're doing it you have to get a different driver in there so that you can go pee or or whatever but yeah they have all sorts of different drivers they just go and go and go so it's like a relay they just like tap people in there on the side of the road waiting for them to get there they like jump on in and, and go. What was crazy uh-huh. this year is is so usually it winds up that there are so many people who are laps and laps behind, and you might have like two or three drivers on the lead lap, and but they're separate. It came down to less than a second. These two after <sighs> literally all day, it came down to less than a second between the top two people. And they were oh like my God. each other on the way down the runway on the on the last home stretch. It was crazy. See, that's kind of exciting. Why is this not on TV? I would watch that. I won't. I don't want to go, but I would watch it for sure. Yeah, it was like 11 degrees when I got there. It was snowing. Yeah. Like, no. What are we I, people don't realize how cold that is because it's just like a number, which doesn't sound normal. But when I got to my sister's, when I got off of the plane, like my nose hairs froze mm-hmm. like instantly. And that is a feeling I've never felt in my life. And it was crazy. Like it, it, it's like being knocked off a swing. Like you lose your breath when you get into that kind of cold. Like it is just, your body's not meant for that. Yeah. You're not going to survive Hawaii. Don't even try it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should come up with it just so, uh, just so you can experience it. I am intrigued, actually. Like I'm intrigued uh, by Leona, the fact if you that- go. You better take Mario so he can give you mouth to mouth when you get off the fucking plane. Because <laughs> it is, it will take you out. That you say, I mean, I, I can predict it being beautiful because, like, Montana and Wyoming has that kind of cold vibe, and then during mm. the springtime, it's like beautiful. Yeah. So I picture it to be that kind of a thing. But 
the different kind of activities I think would be. <laughs> I will say this. It is beautiful. Even when I was there, when it was freezing, yeah. their sunsets and their sunrises are insane because there's no trees. So you like you literally see like the glory of like this is why these people are religious because it looks like God is just like painting the landscape like it is beautiful but at the same time you can't even go outside to see it because it's so effing cold you can't move but you can't function. I get so mad though people like we we'll get the first snowfall and people will be posting pictures all over like look how beautiful it is on the trees I'm like this is going to be here for six months. Yep. Pace yeah. Yourself. Pace yourself. <laughs> in Virginia, we take a picture because it's going to be gone in like 30 seconds. Like, yeah. like snowed today. It snowed today for 30 seconds. That was it. That was all we got. Yeah, you guys will get like a snow for 30 seconds and the school will be shut down for a week. Yeah. We'll get a foot of snow and they'll be like, mm, we'll see you tomorrow at 8 a.m. <laughs> Nothing's Prince William. Prince William shuts down like if they even think it's going to snow. Prince William's out. Like they don't even because we <laughs> yeah. don't even have enough buses on a good day. So we bus share. So like Pate or Madison's bus makes three runs to the same neighborhood. Like they have to pick up kids, drop them off, come back. Pick, so Madison's in like the first wave, and like it's so like the minute they feel like it's cold out or gonna snow, they're like, yeah, we're done. Like yeah. everybody's just like we're they can't they can't deal. That's awesome. Okay, so you you sent us that thing. I I oh, want you to explain what that was. Which, um, which one? The oh, the which animal one? the animal heads. Oh, so <laughs> when you go there, there's a guy who sells uh, furs. That's what he does. He okay, sells. but is it real or is it like? Oh yeah, hundred percent real. So 100%. these are real fucking heads. Yeah, the yeah. whole thing oh, yeah. is real. The whole animal yeah. is real. Yeah, if they like have gloves that are the fur that no, match the hat well. of the animal. I really want some for next year. So I mean, what? I want to go to a contest as a skunk. I really want to be careful. Like, what like, was the event? What, what was the point of the event? What was it all? What is the? Like, it's just a, I mean, it brings in tourists. Sorry. Oh. I think we get like 8,000 people at the race. So it brings in all sorts of people and they're drinking all week, the week before. And there's time trials. And they're drinking all week up there. What yeah, I mean, there's there? like a pub crawl. It's great. I mean, it, people have a blast and and it's it's a giant party up there where I'm if kind Fiona of and I come next year, can we stay with you? We're, we'll get we'll bring an RV up there or something too, so you can go. I'm up. not staying in an RV. No, no, just for the just for the race, you go parking up there. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stay in an RV for the race because like every five minutes, I'm going to need to go back inside. But like, yeah. this, if Leona and I fly there for the race next year, can we stay at your house? Oh my gosh, you guys should. That would be so much fun. So did you you did you buy your skunk outfit for next year or is I that did something? It, yeah. I did it, yeah. I, I really I have a friend whose whose uh dad is an a trapper. I'm like, can he make these for me? And she's like, Yeah, I think he probably could. I'm like, perfect, let's get on it. Oh my god. <laughs> what did you um you were a judge in a food eating contest? What was the food? Oh yeah, what was the food? Yeah, so they uh this was the first year they brought it back since COVID, but um, people just could, could sign up and they cook from at their site and then because every site is eating and drinking so they all have grills they all have different things Love all it. sorts of different methods. I like this part. <laughs> yeah yeah so we just kind of walked around and, and the places that had signed up would would have whatever food they're cooking some of them had tenderloin some of them had I don't know all sorts of we we ate all sorts of stuff that was really good you know barbecue 
uh, steaks, steak sandwiches. I mean, it was good. It was good. And then, yeah, so, so it was, uh, it was weird, but it was good. If you would have told me, hey, you're going to go up to the back of this trailer and this lady's going to come out and she's going to give you some uh, some bourbon pulled pork and a shot of uh, the bourbon to go with it. Like, what am I doing for four? Like, this is, this is, but that's what we did, so. I'm telling you, it's a different world up there. Like, it's like culture shock. Like, when I was up there with my sister, not the sister I was staying with, but the sister that had the maple syrup thing going on, her kids who I just adore were like, Oh, Aunt Erin, are you going to stay for dinner? And I was like, I don't know. I looked at my sister. I'm like, what do you guys have? And she was like, rabbit. And I was like, Nope. <laughs> and she was like, Oh, it's fine. And I was like, Nope. <laughs> venison like, is big. Venison. I, we have venison they just caught a rabbit and they were going to fucking yeah. make it. <laughs> like, no, I don't. Poor thumper. <laughs> Poor thumper. When I was in college, so I lived with these guys and they were part of our, because we have a fisheries and wildlife program at the university. And the, the guys I lived with were part of the fishery and wildlife. And I remember my dad and my stepmom came up and my stepmom looks in the fridge because I think she was trying to make sure that I actually had food to eat. And she looks in the freezer and she goes, what is that in the freezer? It looks like a squirrel. I said, that's because it is a squirrel. Ah! <laughs> would shoot them and then they would eat them from, from their apartment. Oh Oh yeah, true story. Which I never understood because I don't think you could get very much meat from one squirrel. No, there's not a lot, but neither did quails. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, true no. enough. True enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, this is what I'm saying. I couldn't. I'm not that girl. I can't. Yeah, like, no. if you're that, if you're that guy, I'm not the girl for yeah, you. No, like, no, I'm not gonna no, live no. off the land. I'm like the weird guy up here. Well, you guys are going camping. Great, have fun. <laughs> yeah. What do you see? Mean? Like, like, give me a restaurant. I'll be all right. <laughs> yes. I need to be like, I'm, I'm down with that. Like I yeah. do not want to struggle for my food. <laughs> I'm too fat for that. No. I was going to say, I guess, my I, food. I guess you can't be a vegetarian out there, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, we actually got our first vegan restaurant that, that opened wow. up. Uh, you guys have vegan restaurants, but not Wi-Fi? We well, we have Wi-Fi. We just don't have fiber. So no fiber, no FiOS. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah fios. no FiOS, definitely. So we had our first vegan restaurant open up, and the guys from uh, Las Vegas and Chef Anthony and I have become close, good friends. He makes some good crap. Like people are yeah. like, I don't want to go try. I'm like, you gotta try. It. It's actually really, really good. People are like, no, like I'm a meat and potatoes kind of guy. I'm like, you can't even tell that this is not meat. Come on, but yeah. And that's the hard know. thing too. When they lead with being like a vegan or vegetarian restaurant, people already have that thing. But then you want to attract the vegan and the vegetarians, but yeah. it also turns off some of the meat and potato people because they're like, "I can't eat that kind of stuff." Yeah. You're like, yeah. you can't even tell the difference. Try it. It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. So due to all my health issues, I am supposed to be dairy free. And like going meatless isn't really a big issue. Like I like the soy crumbles. Like I'm not having an issue with that or anything. And Today I tried soy cheese and it is fucking gross. Like I'm sorry, it's disgusting. <laughs> well, what brand like, did you use? I heard that that what is that that D one Daya or something that's yeah, supposed to be like the good one. So is that no, the one? It's fucking gross. Like it tastes like plastic. Like it's so I I've had no issue going gluten free, no issue going meat free, but dairy free is killing me. Like sure. 
I like cheese so much. It is such a comfort for me. And I'm trying so hard to find these like dairy alternatives. Like the milk hasn't been that hard. Yeah. Cheese is hard. Like, I'm sorry, you cannot replicate fucking cheese. And cashew cheese tastes like shit. There's like every other dairy alternative. You can do the cashew. You can every nut legume out there they can make. But (laughs) it's the cheese. Like the cheese is the hardest thing to replicate. Like, There's I a reason for that. <laughs> yes, I don't mind almond butter. I don't like, I don't mind almond milk, like whatever, cashew milk, uh, oat milk. I don't, it doesn't bother me. But I tried fucking cheese today and I was like, I would rather die. I, I would rather just die of this disease that I have than try to find a fucking cheese all <laughs> And it's expensive to try though. Like you have to yes! keep trying and it's just yeah. like. Everybody's like, yeah, they find the one. And then you look at all the suggestions and you're like, okay, cool. Let me go grab that one. And you're like, eight, ten dollars later, whatever it is. Yeah, and not then what dollar bag of shredded cheese right. I'm never gonna eat. Never it. gonna it's use. It's gonna sit in your fridge because you don't want to throw it away. <laughs> the good news is that I think it will never go bad because I think it's completely <laughs> like not real, but it's so gross. <laughs> What'd you try it with? I, so like my biggest issue is like, I just love cheese and crackers. Like that's my favorite thing. You know, my kids are older. Peyton's with her dad most of the time. Maddie's 17. So if she's not with her boyfriend or friends, she door dashes food. So like a lot of times for dinner, I know this isn't great, but I will just eat cheese and crackers and watch TV and then go to bed. So I'm trying to find like, my doctor wants me to go dairy free because of this stupid, like disease I have, whatever. So like, I'm trying to go dairy-free. And he was like, do you need to go gluten-free and dairy-free? Fine. Gluten-free was fine. I had no issue. Like, well, you already oh. got to find that gluten-free cracker, bro. You already fucked it up with the gluten-free cracker. Yeah. Now you're going to go yeah. throw in some non-dairy yeah. cheese. I like it. <laughs> I had no issues with the gluten-free crackers. Like, they taste the same. Like, I gluten-free bread, everything's gluten-free. Like, cool, whatever. That's how I've had no issues. But so I was trying to find dairy-free cheese. And it's disgusting. All of it is disgusting. You know what? You I need, taste like cheese. You need a little venison summer sausage on there. You'd be great. Just with the cheese and the crackers. You know what you need. <laughs> I need to be so drunk I don't even taste it is what I need to be. It's go. disgusting. <laughs> like the cheese that I got today was like, it was like a spreadable cheese, but it's like garlic and herb, but it's made with like almonds and cashews. And a hundred percent, it tastes like it's made with almonds and cashews, which is fine. I don't mind those, but it doesn't taste like fucking cheese. It tastes yeah. like disappointment and sadness. That I can understand cashew, but almond with the thing that sounds a little. It's just not. It's not making me happy. Yeah. So now I'm trying to. I'm trying to decide whether I just want to be happy or healthy, because happy seems so much better right now. <laughs> So you okay. won't camp, but just skip on the cheese? I don't know. I, I, that's a... it's, not, it's, not, it's not something you can get behind. <laughs> I had to give up Diet Coke, I had to, which is my favorite yeah. thing in the universe. Uh, and so I had to give up Diet Coke. I had to give up gluten, like gluten and dairy. So like I gave up the Diet Coke and I gave up the gluten, but holy shit, the dairy is just killing. Like I'm so unhappy. <laughs> Two, out Two out of three. I think you're good. I think you're good. I'm, honestly, I'm about to tell my doctor that when I meet them next week. Was like I'm trying my hardest, but like I, I. But got how long it. has it been? It's only been a few weeks, right? That's a long effing. Time. No, no, I, I, no, I'm just saying that it's a. It's only been a few weeks. I don't think you're supposed to do all three like tomorrow, like the next day. I think it's like a I'm process. 
I'm going to tell them it's, it's a process. If you've been doing dairy this long, I mean, come on, you're not going to think two weeks you're going to be like cold turkey. Like, let's not, let's not do that. <laughs> or else you're going to relapse and start cheese whizzing straight into your mouth while you're... <laughs> I'm telling you, I feel like an addict. Like, I, like I go to the store and I'm like looking in the cheese aisle and I'm like, oh, I want all of it. I want all <laughs> Which, of it. I mean, maybe Cheese Whiz is safe. Is there even dairy in Cheese Whiz? I don't. I don't know. I should look. Velveeta? I mean, is there yeah. even dairy in Velveeta? I'm like, no. Like, <laughs> I think so. Last it is Velveeta. <laughs> as long as it doesn't say dairy stuff, you know, if it says dairy like, in. I, so I swear yeah. there's no dairy in Velveeta. <laughs> I think you're right. I feel like they're probably right. So I should probably look it up. If it's so, if it's shelf-stable, there's probably not any dairy in it. Right. right? Exactly. Okay. So I probably need to look it up. I don't even give a shit about the chemicals. I don't care. <laughs> at this point, fucking just give me. You can't have it all. You can't have it. Like, I can't manage. You can't have it all. You can't have no no chemicals and be, like, sane. Okay? I Something needs to get. a healthy person. The chemicals are way more healthy than the crap the cows produce. <laughs> Come on. What do you think? Like the literal crap. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, like my life has no, I was like, I, I, I literally said that to my doctor. I was like crying and I was like, I mean, this sounds like such first world problems. I'm sure my doctor thinks I'm an idiot, but I was like crying. I was like, I've given up so much. I was like, I've given up Diet Coke and I give up gluten and now you want me to give up dairy? Like I, there's no joy in my life. <laughs> I was like, I'm single and alone. Can I just have my fucking cheese and crackers? He's going to give another referral. So here's another doctor that could help you. <laughs> I know. Like, have you been like, I'm like, yeah. no, they don't like me. So this isn't a diet issue. <laughs> I know. Oh, trust me. I'm convinced because I do go to therapy. I love therapy. I think everybody should go. But mm -hmm. I'm convinced that my therapist just talks about me at her dining room table because I think I'm giving her therapy. Like, I think she needs therapy after she talks to me because there's so many times where, like, so this was, uh, like, a year ago. She was, like, she really wanted me to give up alcohol and um, weed, um, because she was like, you know, you're not processing any trauma because you're just masking it with like getting fucked up all the time. And I was like, fine. I was like, I'll do it, whatever. So I, I went like a whole two months with like no alcohol and no weed. And we were talking and she's like, so how are you doing? And I was like, I'm fine. She was like, I said, it's actually really good. Like I, I haven't gotten to the bottom of the trauma, but I feel good. And she's like, well, what are you doing when you feel triggered? And I was like, nothing. I'm so healthy. I don't, I don't have anything. And she was like, that's so good to hear. And then right before we were leaving, I was like, oh man, I got to remember to pay my, my credit card bill. It's so high this month. And she was like, why? And I was like, oh man, I've been on Amazon like every day. And she goes, that's your fucking trigger. And I was like, what? And she goes, oh my God, are you online shopping? And I was like, every day. And she was like, I cannot with you. She was like, this is literally you for a place drinking with Amazon. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, that sounds right. She was like, oh my God. Like the amount of times this woman just puts her head in her hands when we're talking. Like, I feel like I'm giving her trauma. It's not working. Can we go back to pot? Is it legal? In, is legal? Is it legal in Virginia? So it's sort of. So you can grow your own pot in Virginia up to four plants. Because all of a sudden you, we're like growing stuff. Yeah. Never mind, we kill all the other plants that we ever try yeah. to grow. But now yeah. I can grow marijuana. So you mm -hmm. can have your you can have four plants. It is not 
illegal to get caught high, but you technically cannot sell or distribute. Does that make sense? So we're yeah. like on our way. Yeah. We're like making progress. So like if you're caught with and and it's no longer a felony. So like if you're caught with pot, it's like a hand slap and a fine. Yeah, we it's totally legal in Michigan. Everything. Yeah, it's, of course it is. Gays are I, not allowed to be there, but pot is totally fine. I I like to play the game. Is it a uh, is it a church or is it a pot? Is it a pot shop? So it'd be like a higher a higher uh, life. Hmm, that could be a church. It could yeah. be a, a pot shop. It's, um, it's a whole lot of fun. Habuso, there's a whole TikTok trend about that where oh, they just got, take pictures of signs and they go, "Is this a church or is this a marijuana shop?" We've got like the Nirvana Center now. We have like twelve in town. I feel like. Yeah. People are like, how how many is the city gonna allow? I'm like, as many as they want, because you know what? They're gonna fix up all our buildings, then they're gonna yeah. uh, the market's gonna decline. And guess what? We're gonna be left with a whole lot of fixed up buildings. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, honestly, what... they're bringing in a ton of fucking money. Yeah. People were all excited in town because we got a fire, it's fire station uh cannabis. People are like, we're eating a firehouse subs, we're getting a firehouse sub. I'm like, nope, just another pot shop. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what a letdown though right you go into so many stores thinking it's one thing and you're like shit <laughs> i was, so I I was say, coming to church i swear <laughs> i'll have to take a picture of this for you guys because you will not believe me but um i don't remember which came first i actually think it was the cannabis shop so we have like a uh um smoke shop because it's not, they're not allowed to sell pot. So here's the thing in Virginia. You're yeah. not allowed to sell pot, but you can gift it with a purchase. <laughs> so like what happens is if you buy a, a pot, like a candy or they something. can yeah. gift you yeah. pot. So like it's one of those things. But right next to it, a cupcake shop opened up. Oh, the marriage like, you needed to happen. Best, like, this is the best marketing ever. Like wow. why would this not happen? And... <laughs> So my Orange Theory Fitness Center is like four shops down. And a couple of months ago, the the manager of my Orange Theory Fitness, she reaches out to businesses that want to collaborate with us. So she reached out to some business that supplied like muscle cream and was like, if you want to give us like samples, we'll put it in the shop because obviously we're working out. And I somehow they got it mixed up and sent us like, I don't know, it was like a thousand little tiny vials of eye drops. And she was like, what the fuck am I going to do with these? And I was like, you should walk them down to the fucking CBD store. And she was like, that's fucking genius. And she did. She like walked it down. She was like, do you guys want these? Nice. <laughs> nice. So yeah, it's all, it's all the rage here. The only thing that I don't like is now I have to talk to my kids about eating gummy bears. Like, you guys need to make sure that those are really gummy bears and not something else when you go to only Haribos. Don't be yeah. getting. <laughs> I well, at least that's all you have to worry about because in Woodbridge, I have to talk to my kids about eating anything with fentanyl in it because it's like instant yeah. death, and we've had like seven kids die in the last like yeah. three months. Yeesh. So now I like I talk to both my kids. I'm like, you don't take a Sudafed from somebody. You don't take a freaking yeah. vitamin from somebody. I don't like. I don't care if you don't feel good. You call me. I will come bring you meds. Like you don't take anything. Not a Motrin, Advil, wow. nothing. Wow. Because it's crazy here. Yeah. See, small towns do have some advantage. Not that we don't have drug issues, but. You guys are like the meth capital. 
world. Yeah. Yeah. I learned how to. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, there's that. (laughs) Yeah. There's that. (laughs) I I went to this. I'm I'm on our victim services unit. So we go and, you know, if there's a, you know, a fire or something, we go and we help out with the victims and whatnot. For part of our training, they showed us how to make meth. I'm really not quite oh. sure how this we we need to they have. They showed you how to make that. Yeah, there's like old video. It was great. I learned all about it. I always wonder how people Everything. know how to make that, right? Because like there, are, I mean, it, people know how to make it, and I'm like, how does that Google search work? Because I always get scared of what you Google, <laughs> and then like the popo will come at your door and be like, I saw you yeah. <laughs> searching for. Like, this is gonna get flagged now. Right? <laughs> like totally flagged. Yeah. <laughs> I did want to, before we close this up, I did want to touch on your foundation work because I, I know you had yeah. um, mentioned that in the beginning. What foundation and um, how were you involved in that? Yeah, so I am the executive director of our Chippewa County Community Foundation. So it's a, a smaller foundation. I think we're at $8 million in endowments that, that we control. So we do a whole lot of scholarship work. That's kind of our bread and butter, a lot of scholarships for the local schools that, that we work through. We just established one yesterday. We had a community member uh, that worked in the schools that passed away. And so we were able to set up a scholarship for him. Uh, but we do a lot of fundraising, a lot of grant making where we'll, we'll people write to us for grants and we'll be able to kind of connect them with the fund and hopefully get some uh, money to help uh, with whatever they're they're looking for. So uh, it's kind of a neat uh, thing. I, I, I kind of took the job there in the university at the same time, kind of feeling them both out. Wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do them both, but um, I really enjoy the foundation work. I, I enjoyed the the college work a whole lot too. But it's kind of it, it's fun to be able to help people and and uh, like everybody's always looking for money and I have money, which is weird, right? So <laughs> like, well, it's on, somebody right? else's money. That's even better. Yeah, it's really <laughs> mine. We'll just get to give it away. So my board keeps saying yes. So can uh, you it, send it, Leona the link so that we can link it to this episode? So if people yeah. wanted to donate. Yeah, absolutely. And there's all sorts of great causes to, to give to all sorts of great scholarship funds and and, uh, and endowment funds and things like that, that it's really cool. I mean, we are across the board where there's, we have the Sioux Pride Fund, which is for pride in our community. And then we have the Sioux Pride Fund, which is the LBGTQ plus fund. So we have everything. I love that. that. So it, it's really kind of fun to be able to have all these these different funds and, and raise money for them and work with some uh, amazing donors who um, really give to some great causes and, and then uh, set up these endowments. So uh, a whole lot of fun to give out money to people. I was going to ask uh, when you talked about um, fundraising. What kind of fundraisers does um, your foundation do? Yeah, so so really more so we, when we do a fundraiser, it's more for, we like we do a river fest every year, which is a big celebration down on the river where we have all sorts of kayaking activities. We have, um, like we have a slip and slide. We have all sorts of stuff that we do down on the river for families to just come and take part in. And, and it raises money for us by having sponsorships, which kind of goes to our, our operating expenses. Uh, but then more so, we'll partner with some of our endowed funds to raise money for them. So um, we have three funds that were set up by former Sioux High hockey players and we hosted their alumni hockey game and we raised money for each of those uh, scholarships. And and so uh, we partner kind of with the different endowments 
our job is more to give away the money than, than raise the money. Uh, but we love helping out those people and, and helping them raise money. We're, we're getting a children's museum in town. So we really want to partner with the children's museum people and help them raise money and, and do whatever we can on our end to help make those things happen. So you're not busy. I love that. No, <laughs> I love that. You know, I, I keep pretty busy, but you know, I'm kind of in that spot now too in my personal life with going through what I'm going through where it helps, I, yeah. yeah, I enjoy being people like why well, you have the ice rink till nine o'clock at night because I don't want to go to an empty home, you know. They're yeah that. So uh, I don't mind working a lot and hopefully be successful at those things. Okay, we have to ask you one final question because this is what we ask every single person that's on our podcast. I need you to really think about this. This is important. When you were playing Monopoly as a child, what was your go-to piece? What was the the one that you... The what? The top hat. Always the top hat. That's what my sister said! It's the best. Yeah, your sister said boot or top hat. And I'm like... (laughs) Gotta go top hat. Okay, I'm. I'm. We're gonna write all these down because I feel like there's some sort of psychological analysis that we can we can yeah. trigger at the very end. Yeah, it's like the new enneagram. <laughs> yeah, it's a new enneagram. Like, you're a what top did you do? Oh. Yeah, like you're a top hat. Oh, I was the dog. Like, I, know, right? I feel so like small dog. now. I'm like the dog. I was yeah. the dog. So, so like me and Leona were both a dog, and neither one of us is. Nobody's ever chosen us, so we're worried. Yeah, yeah. You need to put that on your dating profile. I know, That's like, what? You are so right. Oh my God, I'm going to update it tonight. Like, what? Yeah. It's always saying, like, they, like, the thing on the dating profile is, like, you can pick questions that you can ask people that they have to fill out. And, like, that's going to be my next one. You're absolutely correct. Thank yeah. you for the suggestion. I'm mean, like, what is your Monopoly piece? I'm telling yeah. you, he always has the best ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Busa is yeah. the best. Yes. So as we wrap it up, um, are there ways that our listeners could get in contact with you? Or support any of your causes? Yeah, there is. Um, You want them? Yeah, (laughs) Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, So if uh, to get a hold of me, I guess the best way is just email, which is uh, uh, S and then my last name, H-A-B, like boy, U-S-T-A. I always do that, by the way. I always put be like boy. I know my kids always make fun of me. So it's askaboost at lssu.edu. That's the best way to get a hold of me. And hopefully I won't lose it with a million other emails. <laughs> It'll go to spam. Yeah. So all yeah. you single hot ladies out there, oh, um, yeah. email Steven. Yeah, yeah if you're um, okay with a four year old. Oh, man. <laughs> We'll have um, your links. Your four-year-old is super cute. I would be okay with your four-year-old because she is adorable. She She is is absolutely the cutest kid I've ever seen. We'll put uh, the links to your email and all of your work in our little description. And for everybody, we are on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. Yeah, so proud of that one (laughs) because we have music coming. This this episode. This episode will be um, the first one that we have uh, music embedded in it. We finally decided on music. So, no. uh, <laughs> so thank you so, thank you so much, Steve, for coming on. Uh, we appreciate it. This has been a long-awaited. I think we talked about it for months before we finally decided okay. to pull the trigger and actually make it happen. And I'm so happy that yeah. we did. Um, yeah. So 
from myself and Aaron. Thank you for uh, joining us on our our So Called Life podcast, episode five, the one with Steve. Again, his links are going to be in our description. And thanks. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.